The latest Diablo 4 news comes in the way of the devs responding with a very lengthy blog post and feedback from the community is something they seem to be directly responding to. Now the blog post addresses dungeons, class balancing, UI, and more. I want to comb through all of that. I'll put that right here at the beginning of the stream. But a lot of the negative feedback about Diablo 4 with the end game and everybody sort of saying that the game looks too casual or not casual enough. I recently had a video where I said, hey, you're going to need to make 41 characters. A lot of people have misunderstood my point in that video, and they're taking one quote from Rod Ferguson. I also think they're misunderstanding his quote as well. I don't necessarily think everything that Blizzard is addressing in this blog post is enough, and I'm going to talk about why right here at the beginning. So make sure you watch sort of the entire opening monologue, so that way you kind of get the gist of the entire argument. As always, hit subscribe, hit the bell button, so that way you don't miss out on my content. So the Diablo 4 open beta brought a lot of mixed feedback and Blizzard has specifically addressed certain points of criticism and complaints from the community in the wake of negativity surrounding Diablo 4 and its endgame, this blog post basically sets its sight on the negative reactions. They're trying to really try to get in front of some of the things that people said about the beta. Now, many people look to a game's beta like this and they say, I've got the wrong scene set up. Sorry about that. They'll say, you know, hey, it was just meant to stress test the servers. It wasn't really about showing off the entirety of the game. Now, I'll be responding to some of that. Now, I'll also be responding to some of the criticism of like needing 41 characters my video that did very well but a lot of people aren't really understanding my point two of the main points of concern that are addressed in the blog post from blizzard is sort of falling into general gameplay pieces but i do think dungeons and class balance are the two big things that they focused on so they did get into like ui and gameplay things like that but generally speaking community feedback and youtube videos were centering around class imbalance and dungeons and they seem to be trying to respond to that so i want to walk through what i think are sort of like the best pillars of the blog and then sort of give my thoughts on it so we're going to look at dungeons we're going to look at class balancing lastly quality of life improvements and then some of my thoughts on the seasonal format and why it feels kind of strange that they're going for a format that will seemingly you know push people out the door now something to keep in mind is that this game is going to be going on for years to come so this commitment up front to respond and update the game i do think is promising i hope that they have a clear vision for certain aspects of the game because you know games can sort of get lost in the pendulum swing of community feedback is you, you tend to respond to one group and then you respond to another group and the video game just sort of swings back and forth and never really lands itself with an identity we saw some of this with Halo Infinite when they would make changes and then immediately walk them back. I hope Diablo 4 doesn't fall into that. You need to kind of have your own identity and what you're looking to build and what you're looking to make. So, dungeons. They open up the section about dungeons by acknowledging the feedback. They said, quote, One of the most common pieces of feedback we received is that players felt they were doing a lot of backtracking while they were in certain dungeons. And I didn't find this to be too bothersome, but I definitely noticed it when I was playing. You would sort of get to an area or a door or an end, what felt like an end area, and then you'd have to go back and go down this hallway and then go back and go down that hallway. And I didn't find it to be too bothersome, but I think after a while that would probably get pretty old. I think the people who put in the most hours, they probably noticed this more than someone like me who just sort of dabbled in each character. I only maxed out one character. I didn't go super hardcore in the beta, but I did enjoy 
my time. Now, their plan of attack, I think, sounds reasonably smart. It sounds like they're taking a more moderate approach to updating the game. Firstly, they say, we've optimized multiple dungeons across all zones to minimize the need for backtracking a lot of the times i think when you look at a game like this that's something you have to consider you have to consider just how much are they going to adjust are they going to adjust too much are they going to adjust too little and this to me feels like they're adjusting in a more moderate way all right they list nine dungeons in the fractured peaks that will receive the update and i don't know if they plan to do this in other dungeons or the game or not i don't know if they only really thought these nine dungeons were the ones that had it the worst maybe they don't really want to name the other dungeons because they don't want to get into like hey here's a bunch of dungeon names and you have no idea like what they're from the bigger question is what is their goal and how are they going to do this exactly what's the approach here right so the goal here is they say our primary goal with the layout changes was to reduce certain kinds of backtracking which detract from the player's experience so how are they going to do this if their goal is to reduce certain kinds of backtracking. I mean, I would guess that means you're still going to be doing some backtracking periodically. So an example of this change is that players previously needed to enter side rooms to interact with structural objectives, causing them to retread the same path. Now, many of our structure objectives have been repositioned along main dungeon pathways, making them easier for players to reach and allowing them to readily explore the dungeon after defeating the structure. I like this change because they're doing something that, you know, I've commonly advocated for. Rather than removing something just because it's getting negative feedback, they're adjusting it to be less painful, less annoying, so that it can sort of remain in the game as an aspect of the variety that the game offers. They're also going to sort of liven up dungeons. They said that the chance for events to spawn in the dungeons will be increased from 10% to 60%. This should help with early game variety. I kind of like when events and things like that happen in the dungeons. It sort of simulates what the open world is supposed to feel like. You're just sort of wandering around and stuff's popping up and and, and happening. So this sounds like a good good response, right? It says, to reduce the need to backtrack, small numbers of straggling monsters will seek out the player to help complete the kill all monsters objective. I'm kind of surprised this even needed to be done. I assume something like this would be taking place, but I did have a couple of times where I had to like find some offbeat corner where like two dudes were hanging out, you know, two, two remaining enemies. So... I think it's good that they can quickly adjust some of these things just to keep the game's intensity going and for it to feel good. Like, you don't want somebody going into a dungeon, which is one of the main sort of pieces of the meat and potatoes of this game. You don't want somebody doing that and feeling like this is, like, the worst part of the game. This is not enjoyable. I'm not having a good time. You know, that that would make many people, I think, have more doubts about the endgame. There's already quite a bit of doubts about the end game. So rather than just list all of the other dungeon changes, I just want to read their summary as to why they made other smaller changes. So they made some more adjustments to things while you're in dungeons, and I think they focus pretty heavily on dungeons because it is one of the primary content loops for Diablo 4's endgame. While other dungeons offer a variety of objectives to complete, player feedback stated that the action of completing each objective felt tedious. We hope that providing bonuses such as an increase to mobility while carrying certain objective items will streamline and vary the experience of completing objectives. This adjustment is merely a starting point, and we intend to extend this philosophy to keys in the future update. 
So they want it to feel as if it's a little bit more exciting to do something. An example would be here. They said if you are carrying something like an ancient statue, bloodstone, mechanical box, stone carving, you're going to receive a momentum bonus granting 25% move speed to increase you and nearby allies. So what they're trying to do is they're not wanting it to feel like, oh, I got to drag another box. I got to grab another thing. And I think this is very, very important. Anytime you're playing a game like this, all those little microcosmic pieces of the content loop, if they start a Annoying you, it can feel like death by a thousand paper cuts. Every little thing you have to do starts to annoy you. And I think in general, in games like this, that's a real danger because familiarity breeds contempt. The more familiar you are with a game and it's, you know, pieces and parts, the more quickly those rough edges can feel like mountains that just disrupt your game flow. So overall, I think they're taking a good approach to dungeons with these updates. It doesn't feel like an overcorrection. It also feels direct and pointed to some of the rough spots to not remove them entirely, but to smooth them over. Now, class balancing, they touched every single class. Some people are going to be upset because they are nerfing some of the classes some people are going to be excited because they're seeing some buffs and some people might say i don't really see enough movement here on certain classes so barbarian is up first and so the barbarian is getting a flat 10 percent passive damage reduction it's been added to the class some skill tree passives had their damage reduction effects reduced to compensate basically what they're doing is is they're giving you an, an, a passive damage reduction overall right they're going to try to help you uh you know survive a little bit more they're also going to take your whirlwind skill and it's going to deal more damage and consume more fury and then the double swing skill enhancement refund is uh full fury cost when it's used on a stun or a knockdown enemy so they're trying to give you a little bit more of a rhythm there either i don't know if this will make the barbarian feel any better i i particularly didn't have any fun with the barbarian i've never found it a very appealing class and he felt very weak in the beta. Others have told me that they, were, they had a great time with the Barbarian. They were able to make really good builds. Uh, these changes should help with, at the very least, just survivability and staying alive. Next up is the Druid. And the Druid is going to get companion skills will now deal heavily increased damage. All ultimate skills have had their cooldowns reduced. Usability improvements have been made to Maul and Pulverize, and then using a non-shapeshifting skill will transform a druid back into their human form. That last one I felt like happened anyway, so that one kind of confuses me. I kind of felt like anytime I would use a normal ability, I would no longer be in my shapeshifted form. Maybe there was a bug or something that that wasn't happening consistently. My favorite part about this is the first is the first bullet point. The phrase, heavily increased damage for companion skills, right? I don't see much else that feels super tectonic here for the druid. The druid felt like garbage in, in the beta. He, he, was, he was memed on. He was made fun of. He felt pretty awful. So I, we keep hearing that, well, you're going to get spirit animals at like level 15 and that's going to help. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But the first 14 levels, if they feel like crap, people will abandon the druid. They'll delete him. They'll get to like level 9 or 10 and be like, this guy sucks. I don't want to keep playing with him, especially if you're playing with other, you know, people like a necromancer or a sorcerer and they're kind of smoking everything. You're going to gravitate away from the druid. So up next, obviously, necromancer. People who really like necromancer might be unhappy with some of these changes. You know, I'm not sure. Summon minions will die more often, requiring players to utilize corpses more often. Many bonuses in the Book of the Dead have had their stats increased. They don't tell us which. The damage dealt by corpse explosion has been reduced. 
and then the brightness of the skeletal warriors and the mages have been reduced. People notice that like the skeletal warriors and the mages were like almost glowing compared to some of the earlier footage. I think they were trying to help the skeletal warriors and the mages sort of stand out more because they looked like enemies and they wanted to make, you know, make a distinction marker. Uh, outside of that, I think this is some fine tuning that was likely needed. Everybody was kind of saying that like the necro is a bit busted, his corpse explosions really strong. That's kind of always the case with the necro. And many were saying that, you know, the necro was a little OP. Overall, I think this sounds like a moderate enough thing that necro is still going to be fun and still very powerful. I would imagine Necromancer fans are going to complain and see this is too big of a nerf. Next up, we have the Rogue, and that's not the right shot. I must not have gotten screenshots for the uh, for the Rogue. Anyways, the Rogue upgraded uh, subterfuge skills. They've had bonuses increased. Multiple passive skills have had their bonuses increased, and their imbuement skills have also been had their cooldowns increased. Everything for the rogue was super generic. That you know, they were just saying they've had this bonuses increased, they've had these cooldowns increased. They didn't go into any any major specifics. It sounds like bonuses got a buff, and because they buffed the bonuses, they had to cool them down a little bit longer. So like, it, there, there's a little bit more spaced out. This is a common form of tweaking a class in a game. You make the abilities more impactful and strong, and then they have to kind of show up less often. And last but certainly not certainly not least is not Colt Eastwood tweet. I don't know what happened to my screenshots. I screenshotted the Sorcerer and the Rogue. I swear to you, I did. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, The Sorcerer had its charge bolt damage uh, increased and the mana cost uh, was decreased. They decreased the damage of Chain Lightning and reduced its effectiveness against bosses. They decreased uh, the cooldown of their Incinerate skill enchantment bonus. Firewalls will now spawn underneath enemies more frequently when you use the enchantment bonus. Uh, Increased lucky hit chance for the meteor skill enchantment bonus. Nothing on the sorcerer sounded bad or too much of a shakeup. I enjoyed my limited time with the sorcerer. Anything that helps make certain skills stronger or more accurate, I'm kind of here for that. I think that would that would be fine. Some may say that they're going to call foul. They're going to say these classes got nerfed. This wasn't needed. A common pushback when you see class nerfs is people will say, why didn't you just raise the other classes, right? Why'd you have to weaken my necro? That's not always the best option, okay? You can't just leave the necro all the way up here and the sorcerer all the way up here and just bring everybody else up to that level if they're sort of stepping out of bounds of natural game flow, if they're doing things that aren't necessarily helpful to progression and then everybody's that strong it can kind of like throw off what the game is intended to feel like in order for some of the increases to be felt you kind of have to shave certain things down they could increase a bunch of things for druid and barbarian but if they don't shave down the necro and the sorcerer even a little bit you're going to end up with those buffs not really being felt you're still going to have everybody gravitating towards necro and sorcerer and then barbs and druids just kind of get left behind Lastly, let's talk about some quality of life. Some of these things I thought were pretty good. Uh, There's really only two things of note here, and they both have to do with player exploits. And this is where you're seeing a lot of commentary from the community about one of these changes in particular. They fix an issue 
where players could increase attack speed by move canceling attacks early. That's not surprising that players figured out how to do that. That's a common thing in games like this, animation canceling to let you do something faster than was intended. They're rectifying that. They fixed in issues where characters were not immune and untargetable after loading into an area. That's probably just like a momentary, you know, invincibility thing. And then reset dungeon button has been disabled right now many people are looking at this and saying why did you do this the main thing they elaborated on was dungeon resetting because people were responding negatively to this update hardcore fans were basically resetting dungeons if it was going poorly if they were going to die they were basically resetting the dungeon they knew they're like yeah i'm not gonna make it right and they said that there's there's gonna be more info about the future of this because they do want people to be empowered to repeat dungeons they're gonna address this in a future update now i would classify this as a good start because i'm not seeing anything major the dungeon repeat thing is being targeted as a huge mistake from the more hardcore more action audience i think this is a nice launching off point to help the early weeks of the game feel better. The hope would be that they can continue to take this approach to the game while also maintaining their own vision for certain aspects. The last thing we want is a made ma- a game made in the image of the ever-changing hive mind of the player base because you know, a lot of times the player base can't make up their mind on what exactly they want. As long as they attempt to solve genuine problems rather than react to any of the negative feedback, we should be able to enjoy this game for years to come. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. Number one, I still think a lot of the negative feedback and response to dungeons has been overstated by the community. I also think the backlash to Diablo 4 endgame video makes very little sense. We've known about these systems and these structures for a very long time. Why the sudden outcry about the shallowness and the casualification of the endgame of Diablo 4? I can't really figure that one out. Unless people were just really hoping for the game to magically be more like Path of Exile, I don't see why everybody's so upset. Second, my recent video about needing to make 41 characters I think is still a major concern. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It's doing very well. A lot of people don't like it because they don't understand what I'm saying or they think that I'm just arguing for the casualification of Diablo because they probably didn't watch the video more than a minute because I actually don't argue for that. I argue for both hardcore players and casual players in that video if you haven't seen it i basically did the math you need to make one character every quarter there's four quarters to a year so if you make the minimum required amount of players to engage in every season every year you're making four characters a year and they've said they want this game to go for 10 years that's 40 characters Where's 41 come from? Well, you're going to start the game in a pre-season format, which means you're going to make a character. Season 1's going to start, and that first character can't do any of the new seasonal stuff. They just have to kind of like sit it out, and you got to start a brand new character. I think this is going to be when you see the largest amount of casual players drop off. They're going to spend weeks with their first character. They're going to beat the campaign. They're going to have loot. They're going to be enjoying their time, and then they're going to say, hey, the new season's here. Can't wait to play, and Diablo 4 is going to say, you got to make a brand new character, and everybody's been saying, well, this is how it's always been. Yeah, and is that an excuse for leaving it as it is? Do you remember how Diablo 3 was when it launched? Seasonal characters was a new idea if you always push back against changes saying it's always been this way you wouldn't even have seasonal characters that was an innovation and an iterative thing that they did to make the game better all right 
I think this is why so many people are misunderstanding my criticism, though, because Rod Ferguson runs out and he says, listen, that Game Informer article, the seasonal content is not campaign content, okay? That's not an adequate response to my issue here. Their own language about seasonal quest lines doesn't make sense in light of always playing with the fresh character every season. They said this, Each season's new quest line will reveal more of the world of Sanctuary and your character's place in it. I'm baffled as to what this means. My character's place in Sanctuary, you mean the one that I just created just to enjoy the new seasonal quest line? They also talk about how there's going to be characters and lore within the world. Quote, here we get an opportunity to introduce new characters or revisit old ones while exploring the lore and content of the season. So you have new characters, returning characters, lore, and exploring the world of Sanctuary and your character's role in it. Listen, this adds so much to my 41 characters video that everybody's missing. They're just goldfish braining this. They're like, well, the only thing I've heard recently is what Rod Ferguson said. Okay, what Rod Ferguson said is great, but it has nothing to do with what they've said in the past. You can say this is technically not campaign content, okay? But it's got world building, lore building, character building. Like, not calling that a campaign just feels like a technicality at that point. If you want to enjoy the introduction of new characters, returning old characters, lore, and world building in Diablo 4, you're gonna need to make 41 characters over the next 10 years if you want to stay plugged in. If you miss a season, we have no idea what happens to that quest line, those characters, and those story elements. We have no idea what happens to those lore elements. Do you completely miss out? Can you do it later? We don't know. If you're making a character every quarter of the year, and you're making four characters a year just to stay on top of the evolving world of Sanctuary, the lore, the characters in the story i don't care if the developer's like well it's not technically campaign that doesn't matter if i'm an engaged player and i want to know what's going on then you're going to make me make a new character every time i want to find out what the next thing is so here's my conclusion while some of the feedback from the community is being addressed i still feel the game has glaring identity issues Primarily, I think it was summarized by one of our community members very well. Hilly, somebody that hangs out here and I do Friday night streams with everyone, so always a really funny guy. He said it sounds like they're describing and making two different games. That comment really inspired my live stream where I said, this game has an identity crisis. I did a whole show on that if you want to watch it. I'm not the only one saying this, by the way. I said that, and then a week later, I saw two or three articles saying the exact same thing. When hardcores are claiming that the end game is too casual, and the casuals are looking at the seasonal structure and the 80 hours to complete the battle pass, and it seems to be pushing them away, it seems as though the game is pushing away both types of players. Hardcores are saying, too casual. Casuals are saying, this is too hardcore and demands too much of me. Who's going to be playing this game after the first couple of seasons is the real question. I'm convinced that if they don't address the seasonal format with the character model and needing a new character every single season, every you know every three months, season one's going to lead to max ex- mass exodus. I think the hardcores will fall into a lane and a rhythm and probably be fine because I do think the devs are committed to making the end game better. I also think we haven't really seen the full scope of the end game because we're judging it based off of like a couple of feedback previews and then obviously the beta. I don't think that's enough. So I do think the hardcore players will find their place, but I don't think casuals will. I think they'll leave 
probably when the first season hits, if not season two. Losing the casuals in a game like this when you're going for broad appeal is a mistake that I don't think you can easily take back. And that's the show open. Welcome, everybody, to another day here on Reforge Gaming. $10 from James Tiberius Kirk. I loved your 41 characters video. I thought it was 100% spot on. I've been gaming for 45 years, and I hate starting new characters in Diablo. Subscribe. Thank you so much, James Tiberius Kirk. Guys, let's get things started this morning. We're streaming on all platforms. We are streaming on Kick. We are streaming on the Tickety. Let me pop out my... uh, Nope, nope, I didn't mean to do that. Oh my gosh, that's why is that button there? I was just trying to pop out the chat. Uh, I was trying to pop out the chat on... uh, I was trying to pop out the chat, and it didn't It didn't seem to help. It is so interesting that now that I'm streaming through the device instead of through the phone, like, my my engagement on the tickety has just died. Um, I'm not sure what the reason for that is. Uh, it seems like, and I'm even vertical today. But everybody on YouTube, help us get started on the member goal for the day. Let's see the first member goal. Let's see the first coffee order. Make sure you guys are hitting subscribe so that way you can talk in my chat and contribute to the conversation about is Blizzard listening? Is Blizzard listening? Are they looking at this holistically enough, right? Gaming for 45 years, likely halfway through a Halo Infinite Battle Pass then, says Hilly. (laughs) Do, you, do we know if you can only do seasonal content with a new character? Yes. Taylor made they have said that, and I am calling for them to not do that. What's good, What's good, Brooklyn Breed? I'm calling them to not do that. I'm like, listen, this game launches in a pre-seasonal state, okay? It launches in a pre-seasonal state. Let me ask you something. What do you think is going to happen to people that don't really understand that system? Maybe it's new to them. Maybe they've never really interacted with a system like this before. And you're going to tell them, hey, guess what? You just finished the campaign or you just finally got your character to max level. Or you're almost max level. Maybe you're not even close to max level yet. Maybe a casual player is like, yeah, I'm about halfway there. And they're like, here's a brand new season, and here's a battle pass, and if you want to engage with this and enjoy this, well, you got to start a brand new character. What do you what do you think that what do you think the casual player is going to say to that? I can tell you what they're going to say. They're going to shut the game off. I, it's great that they're addressing the dungeons. It's great that they're addressing class balancing issues. All of those things are great, but I'm sitting here saying I, that that's not going to be enough. That that's those are like you tweaking foundational things to make sure they're they're kind of tight and ready to go. I'm saying you go one level beneath that. The actual bedrock foundational elements of the content loop? No, man. No way. Yo, what's up, Icebreaker? How are you? Classy over there on the Tickety Talk says D3 made me stop playing the Diablo franchise. I came back for Diablo 2 Resurrected. Oh, the seasonal content made you do that, okay? Well, that'll happen. I, 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 I don't necessarily think it's as perfect as everybody thinks it is. It seems counterproductive. I'm going to need them to change the seasonal content barrier, says Alexander Smith. I really want to pre-order, but this has me questioning my purchase. <clears throat> Honestly, I would cut the joint off. I'm not going to act like I'm just going to go play uh, something else. I'm not, oh, hey, hang on. I would cut that joint off. I'm not even going to act like I'm not just going to go play something else. 
I hope they do not 100% listen to the Diablo fan base. We need a game to evolve to have other non-Diablo fans and first-timers get invested. Derek says, It's a bit bonkers that a dev taking beta players' reactions and opinions into account to change or improve the full release is surprising. Uh, Gotta be standard practice. How to be standard practice? I'm not sure what you're trying to say at the end there. I'm gonna put countless hours into the game, says Silent Warrior, but I will be making alts. I know this game... um, I know this, but making alts just to run the seasonal content was something I was not planning on doing or will be doing. Class balances, James Tiberius Kirk is fairly mundane and normal. Yeah, I didn't see anything with the class balancing that made me like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Like, I think Necros are going to feel a little miffed because they are getting a bit of a nerf. I didn't see anything tectonic with the Druid. I don't know if the Druid is literally going to be a wait for level 15 waiting game like are you just gonna have to rush to 15 and then he starts to flow because he felt terrible he felt absolutely terrible in the early game of the beta i was like i I, everything takes forever to kill the early content loop just those early enemies it should be fun to to kill them It, it it should be relatively quickly I just want the Necro to be great. I I think the Necro still sounds totally fine. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Guys, good morning, everybody. Thank you for already 200 likes on the video. We're at about 2,500 members. We are shooting for 3,000. That's our big goal right now. I'll do a Just Dance stream. That's why the goal is high. I don't want to do a Just Dance stream. You can help us hit that goal. Every 25, I owe you five. I actually owe you guys 25 from... Uh, Friday, I forgot to do it during the uh, the premiere because there was some jack wagon reacting to my content and being an idiot, and so I'm not even. We're not even going to address it. He was just being a moron. But I forgot to do it because somebody put that on my radar, and me and Thirty were like kind of watching him react to me and Doc. Well, I use the word react loosely. He would watch five seconds muted and make fun of us because I guess that's what reaction content is to some people. But I owe you twenty five. I'll piggyback off of the first gifted member of today and I'll give you guys the 25 that I owe you from Friday so Friday was crazy I just completely forgot to give you uh, the members that I owe you I don't think they will change the seasonal formula it's like when a ton of people wanted an easy mode uh, in Souls games it didn't happen right but here's the thing that's different casual grinder I don't think that's the same I don't think that that's an equivalency like there it is. First five of the day. Sergeant First Class smokes a lot. Boom. Gifting the first five members of the day. Thank you so much for doing that, sir. And now I'm going to do the one that I owe. I'm going to do the first 20. I'm going to do the first 20 batch, and then I'll do five in a second. So welcome on in, everybody. Hopefully you guys enjoy these members. I owed you these from last week. Uh, every 25 members I owe you 5 and we had a ton of members on Friday make sure if you are a member you're getting into the members only discord cash in on that coffee sale you can do a buy 2 get 1 free that is just for members the holiday blend has been heavily discounted though and you don't need to be a member to take advantage of that so here's why I don't think that's an equivalency casual grinder easy mode in Dark Souls or Souls games gets at the very heart of the game's identity. Like, it's a difficult kick-you-in-the-face video game. That's what the game is supposed to be. Diablo 4 is not a seasonal character game. It's an online ARPG. 
So I don't need to make a new character in order for the game's identity to stay intact. Does that make sense? It, th- I'm not threatening the game's identity by being like, could I just do the seasonal battle pass, the new seasonal quest line? I want to hear the new lore. I want to hear the new story elements with my existing character. Like, I don't think that's an equivalency at all. Jeffrey Richards with 500 yen. I'm going to get a refund. Not happy with having to restart. I'm on a character I like, and I'm not happy with lightning on the sorcerer. Thank you, Jeffrey. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, I've gotten pretty good at predicting how communities will react to things. I'm telling you right now, there will be a massive player exodus when season one starts. Because the game launches in a pre-seasonal format, so you're going to have all these people that are like, yo, Diablo, man, let's dive in, let's play, this is legit. And anybody, count them, every single player that is not all the way maxed out, they're not capped all the way out, they're not on their second or third character yet, they're still on their first character, and they're not all the way capped out, that new season's going to launch, and they're going to be like, what the frick? Why do I have to start a new character? I don't understand. I'm not even done with this one. It's going to be really unwelcoming. Solemn says there's no tangible reason for them to make those changes to seasonal interaction. Most of the people are going to enjoy that change are the type of players who would drop the game for lack of anything to do and never pick it up again. Not worth all the work they have to do to make the changes that you're asking. How does it work to say you can play the content with an existing character? You just won't take part in the ladder races. How is that a lot of work? So what's your advice? Should we wait for the first season? This is when the game's dissonance and when the game's cognitive confusion really starts to hit Brooklyn Breed. So track with me. The only way that you can get to the higher world tiers is you have to beat the campaign. And then after you beat the campaign, there's always going to be a capstone dungeon, and that capstone dungeon will then give you access to the higher world tiers. Now, they've said in previous interviews, you can totally skip the campaign and just jump into the seasonal grind. But, riddle me this, Batman... If you skip the campaign and you just jump into the seasonal grind right away, well, then what on earth? How am I going to get to the other world tiers? Do you see the conundrum? Do you see the internal dissonance? It doesn't make any sense. You need to explain this to me because I feel like I'm a reasonably smart person and I can't figure out How am I going to advance the world tiers when the world tiers require a campaign completion, but you're in previous interviews indicating that people can skip the campaign and just jump into the seasonal grind. So I can do the seasonal grind, but I can't increase the world tiers? Aren't you right now saying, solemn saying it, others are going to say this, that the seasonal grind is going to appeal to existing Diablo players and hardcore hardcore Diablo players? Aren't they going to want to increase the world tiers? You have to rework the challenges and goals for you to achieve since you'd already be beefed up and kitted out. A lot of the other stuff resolves around being uh, able to level and loot. And here's where more dissonance is going to come in, Solemn. So, 
I appreciate you being the counter position today. You're helping the conversation. Hear me out, Solemn. You're saying, oh, they'll have to retune all the challenges and goals because you're already going to be beefed up and kitted out. But I've got other people saying, this is no big deal, Lono. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. Why? You can get speed leveled up. You can level up instantaneously. Day one, you can be at max level. Okay, so then do they have to rework the challenges because they're going to be too easy? Well, are they too easy if you level up really fast and you're going to be kitted within the first day? It's why I have a large concern for D4's endgame and seasonal content. Yo, good to see you in the chat. Oh no, it's Alex. Guys, make sure and sub to this guy, man. He he got in the he got in the freaking batting ring for me the other day, and I it was so classy. He and I are going to do a stream together after the Diablo. I don't know the exact time and date, but they're going to do that Diablo endgame stream this week. The Diablo 4 endgame stream is on the 20th, I believe, at noon. We'll, we'll watch it here together. We'll stream it. We'll co-stream it. We'll talk about it. We'll chop it up. I want to I do a show with him because he's big Path of Exile guy, and he's like, ah, there's nothing here. This isn't deep enough. This is silly. And I think that's what's so confusing to me about this game because there are a lot of people in Alex's camp, and they're saying, bro, this endgame looks like it was made for babies. This endgame was made for the casual. And and then and then when you look at the seasonal format, the seasonal format is really unwelcoming to casuals. So I feel like you got both ends of the spectrum that are going to say, "Yeah, no thanks." The hardcores are going to look at the end game and say, "Not enough depth, not enough stuff to do, not not in depth enough, not hardcore enough. We out." And then your casuals are going to say, "Bro, I'm not making a new character every three months. I'm not grinding eighty hours on a battle pass. F your game." Both sides of the player base are going to say no thank you. They're going to say no thank you. Like it's like again, it's like they're making two games and it's like the game's going to pull itself apart and snap like a rubber band. It's like where's the identity? Pretty much me says Wheezy. Uh Solemn says I'm saying it's completely possible um, but I'm also saying it's clear they don't want to, and I can't think of why they would. Most of the people who would like the changes likely aren't in the game. No, no, no. That's completely untrue, Solemn, because there's a game that's counter to what you're saying. If you can hook people with a casual content loop, they will stay. Enter stage left destiny. Plenty of people play Destiny in the most casual way possible, and guess what they do? A seasonal format where you keep your character and you grind a battle pass, and there's a, there's a casual entrance point. And then there's really hardcore things to do in that game. You can solo a dungeon. You can play a grandmaster if you're a masochist and don't like good content. You can play raids. You can play dungeons, right? You can do all kinds of things in that game. And the minute you spurn the casual... That's a large player base. For the first time in Diablo's history, Diablo will be launching simultaneously on all consoles as well as PC. That's a very large audience that's going to say, no thanks. And you cannot look at this game with a straight face and tell me they don't seem to be attempting to have a broader appeal. They're attempting to have a broader appeal, a more accessible game. The hardcore see it. The hardcore players see it. They're like, bro, this game's targeting the casual. That what in the world? They want they want casuals to enjoy this game. And I'm telling you right now, if I'm Blizzard and I launch this game on console and that first season hits, th- th- 
I'm not even going to stream on, on TikTok. We're done. I'm done. I, I went to all the trouble to set this up today, and I'm streaming to one person. Like, bye. I don't know what they did to that platform, but it's just a dadgum distraction. We're still streaming on Kick. Um, like, it's like they don't... It's like they don't know what game they want to make. You're going for broad appeal. You've made the game casual, but then at the same time, it's not casual, but then it's also not hardcore. My worry is it's going to be like a lukewarm meal. People that want a ton of spice and heat are going to say, not hot enough. People that like something cold are going to say, no, I don't like this. It's just in the middle, right? It's too warm. It's too warm for their taste, and it's too cold for their taste. It's just going to land in that bland, lukewarm middle. That's my biggest concern for this game. Look, I was really looking forward to this game. I, 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 I guarantee you, I will probably enjoy this game quite a bit with my wife, at the very least for one playthrough. Maybe we'll play it a couple of seasons. We, we, try, we tried seasonal content, right? We tried seasonal content on... Diablo 3 and it was super annoying it was like we had to we, we, like we were doing everything we were doing the challenges we were playing together and then it was like oh go do this solo go do that solo go do this solo and I'm like what why I don't want to do this solo why would I do this solo I'm playing with my wife so we stopped doing the Diablo 3 seasonal grind the one guy on the tickety talk is like, what did I do? Well, watch me on YouTube. I'm done with that platform. No one knows the temperature of Endgame? Well, and, and okay. I'm saying both things, Veter. Hear me out. When I say that hardcores look at Diablo 4 and they say it doesn't look hardcore enough, I do push back a little bit on them and I say, now hang on a minute. We don't know enough yet. We don't know enough yet. You've been jumping the gun, right? I've not been getting notifications. Yeah, I don't know what's going on over there, Goddess. I switched to using their 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 desktop app, and it murdered my numbers. I typically would stream over there between 30 and 40 people. On a big day, 70 to 100. I started using their desktop app, and I'm streaming to two people. I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to eat up bandwidth and mess with my my kick stream to stream over there to two people. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know what they did. Maybe when you use the app, it doesn't adequately ping. I, I don't want to go back to streaming on the phone, though. I hated doing that. I mean, I might have to for the time being, just for the presence, just for the exposure. It was We had people come from there over to here to become members. It's good for exposure. It's not good for money. Maybe the plan is to hook casuals with the base in the end game. Right, but to, to, to say that again, I'm not fully endorsing the hardcore players who were like, there's not enough to do. There's not enough to do. The end game sucks in Diablo. I'm like, okay, settle the frick down, bro. We haven't even seen the full end game yet. You know? You know, you know we haven't even seen it. Thinking maybe you were shadow banned? No, I don't think we got shadow banned over there. It literally happened when I started using the desktop app. As soon as I started using the desktop app, that's when it happened. So, I don't know. Again, maybe it doesn't ping properly. Maybe the desktop app is still in sort of a beta. Oh no, it's Alex says, When you see Path of Exile, there's different borrowed power mechanics that are implemented into the campaign every new season. With Diablo 4, I'm guessing it'll be an adventure mode to level. 
When you say adventure mode, you mean like sped up? I mean, it, it's that's the comeback that people always use. It's always like super, super sped up. Just like, you level up lightning fast. I've literally had people say that to me in response to my, you're going to need to make 41 characters video. They're like, why the frick do you care, bro? You'll be max level in a day or two. And I'm like, then what's the point in making the new character? What's the point? If I, if I have a max level character and I can't play the season without starting a new character and your comeback is, who cares, bro? You'll be max level in a day or two. Then it's a superfluous mechanic. It's totally meaningless. What what do you mean? Just let me use my existing character. Just let me use it. Possibly just sped up to end game similar to D3, which undercuts the entire reason to make the new character in the first place. I get the seasonal grind is fun. I get the fast leveling is fun. But at one level, it kind of undercuts the entire reason to make me make a new character. Because it resets leaderboards, economy, ETC. Yes, and if I don't care about leaderboards and races, then just let me opt out of that. Just let me opt out of that. I owe you guys five more uh, five more members. I want to do it now, just so there's no confusion. We still have gotten this just started for the day. These ones that I'm gifting right now are from Friday. Friday was massive, and I owed you 25, and I forgot to do it. Tubbs Gaming says... From what I have seen over the past few months, you only have to beat the main story and acts to unlock the higher torrents for characters from then on. A- according to the everything that I've read, you have to beat the campaign, and then you have to beat capstone dungeons for each world tier. Like, a, there's a new dungeon each time, but you do have to beat the campaign once. So I don't know, they're letting you bypass the campaign and jump right into seasonal content, like you don't have to do the campaign, but what does that mean for increasing the world tiers? We, uh, we don't know, they haven't said. There's the five gifted that I owed you. There's the five more. Congrats to uh, Miss Bella, Sofamatic, Morgan Freewin, Rude Rogers, and Ronald Mayday. You could opt out, just play non-ladder. That's what I'm saying. Can I just make a? Can I just take my existing character and be like, I don't care about any of these ladder runs or chases or anything. I don't. I don't understand. Adventure mode is basically the free roam mode for D3. Seasons is a useless mechanic that allow developers to make games with less content just to repeat the old content. I don't agree with that necessarily. I don't. Listen, I'm a huge advocate of getting a lot of capital out of whatever you build. If you build a world, if you build an open world, if you build an environment, and then you continue to use that environment going forward and you repurpose it or you use procedural generation to keep it relevant, I actually think that's really, really smart. What are they supposed to do? Build an entire world for five or six years and then a month into the game be like, yep, I'm glad you guys all enjoyed that. None of that stuff matters anymore. None of that stuff matters anymore. Here's here's a whole new world. Here's a whole new area. No, it makes perfectly good sense to get capital out of what you've built, to get capital out of the places, the content loops, and the areas that you've established. James Tiberius Kirk with a $10 tip. 
Diablo 4 for me at the moment is like your wife initiating relations and you say, hang on, let me jump on to XXX for, I don't understand that analogy at all. Lono, you know me, I'm a hardcore player, but I've said time and time again, give people the option to opt out and play the new content with their old character. It doesn't affect me at all. Yeah, Wheezy's hardcore and he doesn't see the issue. But like I said, I don't know if I'm interested in grinding Diablo 4 seasons, but as I was expecting to. Yeah, when we used to debate this, Wheezy was always like, dude, it's so fun to make a new character. I love the seasonal grind. What's the problem, Lono? What's the problem? And I'm like, I'm telling you right now, I think people are going to reject it. Alex says, there needs to be a hook or a mechanic in a season for D4 to go through the leveling process even sped up. But then it also needs new mechanics in Endgame, not just rifts, dungeons, and spamming. So... They have said that a new season is going to introduce new mechanics and the quest lines that you're going to go on are going to establish those new mechanics, okay? Here's the problem. If those new mechanics have no basis in the in the leveling process, then the leveling process feels disconnected from it. Does that make sense? Like, whatever the new mechanic is... What's it integrated with? What value point is it adding? What's it touching down on? Like Alex is saying, like, is it touching down on the end game? Are these new mechanics introduced in the season? Are they touching the end game? If the answer to that question is yes, the new mechanics on a season primarily impact the end game, then what in the frick are you making me make a new character for? I don't understand. It seems like a completely meaningless decision at that point. I make the new character... I grind and level really, really fast. I experience a quest line, lore, character interactions. They establish a new mechanic. And if that new mechanic primarily touches the end game, then why did you make me start over? It doesn't make any sense. Yo, Terminal Stupidity gifting five more members to the community, taking us a little close to the halfway mark on the goal. You the best. Sayla, Noi, Bone Slide, Perfect Storm Gaming, and Jeremy Skillies. You guys can get in the Discord. Get into our members-only Discord. Take advantage of the coffee sale that we're doing right now. It's only for members. The buy two, get one free. This has been marked down for everybody because we're moving through our holiday blend. So, But you can get a buy two, get one free. Alex says, correct. That's why in some seasons, people don't stick around with new seasons in POA due to not liking the mechanic. So the mechanic drives the theme, and if you're not really down with the theme, you're going to bail. I, I think that that's fine. I think that's always the danger, right? Is the is the more the more identity driving a season is, the greater chance that somebody's not going to really sync up with it and like it. The more broad and generic it is, the more people can just kind of grind and just do their thing. This is where Diablo 4 has this weird cognitive dissonance of like, okay, our season's supposed to be broad and generic, a great reason to just come back and play and grind a battle pass? Or are they going to be really specific? And if they're really specific, then again, I'm going to have to drudge my way through it if I want to know all the new story elements. There's normally a 50% drop-off of players before they finish Act 1, mostly because players don't like the new mechanic. So there's a sample period in PoE. I'm trying to grapple with what's being said here just to think about what might happen in Diablo. So the sampling period, everybody go, woof, new stuff. So it spikes way up. They get into Act 1, and a percentage of the player base is like, nah, don't like it. Boom, and then it drops. 
probably hits a floor and then that floor is probably maintained for a, a, a period of time and then tapers down is probably what the poe player base looks like i would imagine I'm telling you right now that seasonal challenges are not balanced around you staying max level max stat max geared or even close to it and they are going to suddenly scrap everything uh and be more uh ingenuitive for those players here's the thing though solemn you're imagining that that matters and it probably doesn't do you honestly think a lot of the early early seasonal challenges do they really matter have you ever booted up a brand new season in diablo 3 and have you like struggled to get it done like all these challenges are just so hard no that a lot of them are like checking a box a lot of them are checking a box go to this area and kill this boss run a rift okay I, d- I did all I did all that I did all that okay next thing like the, the early seasonal grind is a joke it's a joke for a new character as much as it would be for a stacked character Arancier says how it works uh, first three days to week it's full then it drops because people don't like to engage with the mechanic I I for one do exactly this and this last season is great it does if you can complete the season in one day based on its current setup. No, see, but again, the, the, the mistake that you're making is this. And th- this, again, th- everything you're saying just peels back the onion on the cognitive dissonance for Diablo 4, Solemn. It just peels it back, all right? So the seasonal content, if you grind it too fast, that's a bad thing. Do you honestly think the hardcore players are going to be like, oh man, the seasonal content went too fast, they casualified it? The hardcore players aren't focused on that. The hardcore players are focused on raising their world tier, doing endgame content, going for max level builds. If, 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 if hardcore players care about the balance and the speed with which a season is completed, then they likely care about the ladder races. So why would they care if casual players are able to do it faster? What's it matter? If you're actually playing the seasonal grind as it was intended, as God intended, and you're playing at that pace and at that level because you're taking part in the ladder races and all of that, that fresh new car smell, and there's a casual player over here who just opts out of the race. He's like, I don't want to do any of that. And he's able to do it faster. Don't you see? That would be right for his mentality. That would work for his mental state. He'd be like, this is great. The hardcore player, if the hardcore player opts out of the ladder races and they play a season with an existing character and they start belly aching and they're like, this is so fast. I did it so fast. Then they're an idiot. Like th- there's nothing else to say. You're a moron. You're a hardcore player and you bypass the grind. That's your own fault. Not doing the seasonal grind with a new character would quite literally be designed for for the for the casual should i cancel my sub yeah anybody who's subbed on the tickety talk man cancel you're better off gifting members over here train i i get nothing from that platform they don't they don't pay very well i started telling people that i did you might not have been here i started telling people that i was like please don't give me money over on tickety talk don't do any of that don't give me money over here. They take too much of a chunk of it. You're better off gifting members on YouTube or gifting members on Kick. 
you're, you know, if you if you want to throw money at me, either of those platforms are better than than the Tickety Talk. Zinthos with 19 months of a membership. Good morning. Hope you and the fam are well. Thank you, Zinthos. Do they think people have endless amount of time? Scenario. I level my main to 100. Season 1 starts. I have to grind back to level 100 and get all the seasonal content completed. When do I play my main? You don't have a main. That's the point. Silent. The better question you should ask is... Okay, Rod Ferguson. I like Rod. He seems like a nice guy. So this isn't designed to be like a shot at him. Let's just take what Rod said. What's Rod say? Rod says, oh, the seasonal content's not campaign. That'll be expansions. So my ignored and disheveled stuffed into the attic character that I haven't touched since the game came out, I'm going to pull him out and play the expansion? Who am I going to play the expansion with? Who? You don't have a main. You have somebody that you beat the campaign with who's been sitting on the shelf for months. By the time the expansion rolls out, you've got five or six characters. Who are you playing the campaign with? At that point, who in the frick cares? Who cares? We put your character fully customized in all of the campaign cutscenes. Why does it matter? He's going to get shelved as soon as season one starts. That guy doesn't matter. He's nothing to me. He was a puppet. He was a mannequin that I drug through the campaign to get to the end. People that are concerned about this will never touch this as they will play through and not touch the repeatable content. Players return when season happened, but those people could care less. I, I No, I think you are really, really, and to the peril of this game, I think Blizzard is also underestimating just how many casuals will come back every season because you got pretty things in a battle pass and you got boxes for them to check. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're underestimating just how many people would do that. Solemn says, I doubt they want to give you what you want just because you want it. They want everyone to have around the same overall experience and also maximize people's playtime and retention. Yeah, ask Halo Infinite how that turned out. I don't know any live service games that are successful that want to allow you to get through anything quickly, especially just because of how you like it. They probably don't care about what you... Uh, I lime uh, unless it's in line with their goals. No, I just think you're being dismissive. You're not. You're not making an argument. You're just being dismissive. You haven't said anything of substance yet. Solemn, you just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. They don't care about you. How do you know that? They don't care about. They want everybody to have the same overall experience. How do you know that? They literally give people the option to turn world tiers up. They literally give people the option to go play PvP. They don't want people to have the same overall experience. They've promoted tons of freedom and tons of variety. And, like, nothing you're saying is an actual argument. You're just presuming that they're not going to do what you want. Live stream games aren't successful to let you do anything quickly. That's funny. Diablo 3's eight years of seasonal content has been vehemently defended by its fans by saying, you can level up really quickly, bro. You can do it all really quickly, Lono. What are you complaining about? So apparently a live service game can't be successful by letting you do things quickly. Every season you have to make a new character. That's correct. Huck know the vibes over here on the kick platform. 
It's hard to articulate, but Diablo players have characters and more importantly, a build. They focus on gear and builds. The character is just a click and a funny name. Right, but that's not everybody. JW says, is anybody else having issues ordering coffee? Um, what happened? Did it, did it pull an error at the end or something? I think Creature's been trying to, to, to do some updates and stuff, so maybe there might be, uh, there might be something going on with the actual site. Casuals will fall. Uh, it's problem connecting to the Stripe API. Mr. Start, how's it going? What's good, Cranab? Casuals will fall, and the hardcore players will continue to hold up this game, just like every other ARPG that's ever existed. You will become hardcore through Diablo 4. Okay. I still have all my tunes from Diablo 2 25 plus years ago, says James Tiberius Kirk. Gollum says, yeah, you have to level quickly if you only have three months to level and complete all sets and challenges. Otherwise, most people won't be able to achieve that. Right, so you just disagreed with your own axiomatic phrase that you used. I don't know any live service games that are successful that want you, that, that allow you to go through anything quickly. Creature says, I'm deliberately not touching anything over there until the sale ends. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's a way for us to research what JW is saying. JW is saying four times now he's getting an error with the Stripe API. I know that Riker's going to be on the D4 live stream this week. We've, 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 we've discussed this a couple of times already, Smash. I think you even put that in my Discord. I don't, I don't know why you're telling me that again. Diablo 4 will not make me hardcore. Diablo 4 is the opposite of hardcore. It's appealing to casuals, and that's fine. That, that, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Di- Diablo 4 is being defended by, like, so many different fronts. Nobody knows the kind of game that this game wants to be. You got Solemn who's saying they don't care about the casuals. Those people will walk away from the game really easily. They don't care about you. They don't care about the fact that you don't want to make a new character. But then you got hardcore players saying they've casualified this game. I have no interest in it. Which is it? You got casual players that are alarmed. They find out. I had people leaving comments on my 41 characters video, and they're like, wait, I have to make a new character every season? There were interested consumers, people that had played the beta, that were like, bro, Diablo 4, I'm in there. They watch my video, and they're like, yo, what the frick? What do you mean I've got to make a new character every season? They didn't know that. They didn't know that. As long as the campaign is solid, I'm good. I'm saying they don't care about anyone. That that's an unten that, that, that you're just being contrarian for the sake of being contrarian, solemn. So your position is that Blizzard made this game and they don't care about anyone. They don't care how many people play. They don't care about player retention patterns. They don't care about the seasonal format being a driver for people coming back and spending money. That you they don't care about anyone. That that position is like what are you doing? If you're just being contrarian for the sake of discussion, wonderful. If you actually think that, I'm genuinely curious. You think Blizzard doesn't care about anybody playing their game? You don't think they care about a maintained player base? Sounds like the hardcore players are more interested in playing PoE than Diablo. Why not change the seasonal format for the new players? I'm telling you, man, PoE is going to be a problem for Diablo 4 with respect to hardcore players because hardcore players have been using PoE 
in in the absence of Diablo content that they want to play. They didn't know that. Welcome to ARPGs, buddy. What do you mean, welcome to ARPGs? The seasonal thing that Diablo started is not part and parcel to ARPGs. It was a new idea that Blizzard had that they've been running for eight years. You actually have to make a new character. I get pretty attached to my characters. Sorry, I'm in and out and haven't heard about this. Do you see? Yes, Scott. You have to make a new character every season to engage to engage with the seasonal content. You guys don't see it. You guys don't see it, man. You hardcore Diablo fans are like, it's always been like this. It's all, what's the problem? What's the pro-? The problem is, is you're going to be on the main stage appealing to the gaming community at large. And something that Blizzard came up with to put a game on a trajectory of improvement with its existing hardcore audience is not necessarily the exact formula necessary for the gaming world at large. Like, what worked for Diablo 3 the last eight years worked because they were primarily crafting it and building it for really long-standing fans of the franchise. They weren't they weren't gearing Diablo 3 seasons for new players. They were doing it for existing players. Hence why it worked. Hence why all the existing players defend it with blood, sweat, and tears. But new players are going to look at that and say, I don't understand why this is a requirement. They're not going to get it. Because at some level, it doesn't make sense. I believe you can rebirth your character if you are someone who loves the character, but it still brings the character to level 1. Yeah, it has the same effect. I will not play Diablo 4 if I have to play a new character each season, says Zero Day. It's the reason I stayed away from PoE. There's too many other games I could play. I haven't played Diablo since the first one. It's okay, I can miss out. Far back as I can remember, says Proto, Diablo 2's ladders were the seasonal character format way before any of these games decided to design it. Every ladder reset. You had to make a new tune. Right, but the difference was, is that was attached to a ladder race only. So it stands to reason that if you're going to engage in a ladder race, you've got to start with a new character. Seasons are not just that. Seasons are more than that now. There's a battle pass, there's quest lines, there's lore, there's characters. The world of Sanctuary is going to be expanding. It's it's not just you doing a ladder race. Why do you think Diablo 3 Seasons did what they did? They were mimicking what Diablo 2 did. As I just said moments ago, it was geared for existing players. It wasn't geared for new players. And that's fine. You can do things for existing characters. That doesn't mean you can't make allowances for newer players or less experienced players. Please don't make me drink the Folgers. I need my light roast. Listen, man. Creature's looking into it. Wheezy says, I also think we need a distinction between hardcore Diablo fans and hardcore ARPG fans. I'm a hardcore ARPG fan. I don't care if you can play new seasons with your old character. It doesn't effing bother me or affect me. That's that's what I'm trying to say to people. If, if, if you believe, if you believe that, you know, the way the way forward for, for all ARPGs is it has to be, you've got to give people the ability or, or you, you have to force, you have to force people, you have to force people to create a new character. I'm like, Why? Why? 
what does what difference does it make to you if i fly through those challenges again you have to listen to what i'm saying i am saying that if you want to appeal to casual players you have to let them do this you're like oh it'll be too fast casual players aren't going to be bothered by that only a hardcore player would be bothered by that and a hardcore player isn't going to pick that a hardcore player is not going to pick that they're not they're, they're going to do the normal seasonal grind and everything will be daisies for them they'll like it now if they want like the super hardcore you know min maxing end game that they're not getting it might not matter Alex says the smart thing to do would be to roll the season mechanic into its standard league at endgame after the season. PoE does the same thing for specific mechanics, but not all. Yeah, I'm not familiar with what the, what what you're referring to. I don't know what that would look like. Paul says it's a strange gray area. Diablo had seasons before the term live service became a thing. If the game is now a live service game and new story content, all players should have access to it. It's how you build up hype for an expansion with in-game events. Another great point. Paul's making a great point. Let's say you're in season three and four and season three and four are dropping hints and character instances and lore instances and story to build up to the expansion. The people that you want buying the expansion and using their main character in the expansion, they can't get into the the, the hype build-up funnel because you're making them make a new character. Did we get 300 likes on this video? We need 15 more likes. You guys are really, really crushing it today. Thank you so much. We already have 10 gifted members. You can contribute to this number over here. We're having a big coffee sale. Uh, I've got Creature looking into uh, the back end as to why the coffee might be might be messing up. No coffee orders as of yet. Do they have like 23 million people earn the wolf pup? How many of those players actually care about ladder racing? A thousand, ten thousand, a million? It's such a small player base to cater to. Well, that's the thing we don't know. And that's the thing. What I always advocate for things that will improve the game, but not at the detriment of what somebody else is enjoying. Like, I never promote a change that's like, F you guys, you guys like grinding seasons and and the ladder races? Screw you. I've never done that. Oh, no, here came an order. This order, I think this is JW. Three bags of light roast. JW got it through. There we go. Coffee orders are working. Coffee orders are working. JW did not use the buy two, get one free. So you you paid for all three bags. I appreciate that. That's very kind. (laughs) You could have saved money and you decided not to. You know? I mean, well, you want to give me more money? You go right ahead, brother. <laughs> uh, hang on. Solemn. This is why it sounded dismissive and oversimplified. Uh, hang on. Dadgummit. I hate this new way they do screenshots in Discord. I'm saying it very simply. They don't care about you because of character limit and also how much I know you wouldn't want to read lengthwise. I can certainly break out more detail. What do you mean? How do you know what I would want to read? How do you know? I watched every cutscene and and listened to every dialogue line when I played the beta. Why? Because story and Blizzard games are excellent. 
I would I would listen to the story. I would listen to the lore. The scene where we go into the guy's house and he makes a meal with us and then he takes us to the edge. I listened to that. I paid attention to that. It's lore building. It's world building. Now, yes, I get to a point where I skip the superfluous stuff. Can you help me find my goat? Oh, yeah, what happened? Well, you see, his name is David and he went running off. Okay, shut up, old man. I'll go get your goat. Like... I get to a point, yes, where I skip certain superfluous story elements. You know, but but when but when you get to the point of like you're building the lore, you're building the world, I'm interested. I want to know what's going on. How much do you want uh, to waste interacting with my one comment? Uh, not in-game stuff. Well, that's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I'm asking for wouldn't hurt the game. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah, Kane has a goat named David. Yeah, stay a while and listen. <laughs> Diablo has stolen my goat and he is used to make <laughs> the, the identification scrolls. Yeah, l- listen to me. Listen to me. It wouldn't hurt anybody. It wouldn't. Because the people that you're talking about, the people that are like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't believe they sped this up. I can't believe they made this faster. Those people wouldn't choose the faster route. Ageism and goatism, you've changed, man. <laughs> Do you understand? It, this always happens. This always happens. This this happened every single time we debated Sea of Thieves. You're going to ruin the game if you give PvE servers. Why? What frick do you care? What do you care? If I go and play PvE with my wife on my couch and I got my feet propped and I'm drinking a beer and having a nice relaxing evening instead of getting farmed by your sweaty loser butt, what's it matter to you? Oh wait, that's why you don't want me to do it. Why do you care if you're a more hardcore player? If you really dive into the seasonal format, bro, why do you care if if a, if a more casual player doesn't have to start over? If they can just jump into the seasonal content, use their existing character and just play through the stuff. What's it matter to you? Why did what it, it doesn't affect you at all? This, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this happens all the time with games. There are people who protect elements of the game as if they're sacred texts, and all they end up doing is hamstringing the game. You can't do that. You can't let people play the seasonal content with an existing character. Why? Well, because the challenges would be too easy and they'd go through them too quickly. Who the frick cares about that? The, the casual player's not going to complain about that. Let me take another crack at this without character limits in mind, says Solemn. Another reason I think what you ask for is easier said than done is because uh, if you could bring your main character that doesn't have to level in gear to seasons, they would have to change the challenges, not getting around that. No, I don't think they would. But they likely wouldn't have to separate sets of seasonal challenges for new characters and main characters. So they worry, the worry would be, how do they balance the challenges? Why do you have to balance challenges for maxed out characters? Why? You haven't established that. 
the people the people that would find this appealing would be more casual players something by to say hello sister's getting married today currently trying to get this kilt to sit straight uh, love you guys. Have a nice day. Yo, nice to see you, Vengeance. Have a good day today at the wedding. If you're wearing kilts, I would assume it's going to be a wild reception. So, you know, <laughs> tell everybody to use Uber. Like, you you wouldn't have to do that. You don't have to change the challenges. Everybody always defends the seasonal content by saying the same thing. You level up so fast, who cares that you have to start a new character? You level up so fast, man, quit crying. Well, okay, then what does it matter if I go in with my fully leveled character? What does it matter? It's the old fight between hardcores and the casuals, says Zero Day. The game scales with you anyway. They wouldn't have to balance it. Yeah, Paul's exactly right. The game scales with you, Solemn. If I go and do all these early seasonal challenges with a maxed out character, the game's going to level with me and be scaled to me. What in the frick difference does it make at that point? Other players would care if people are completing it quickly and it would destroy the incentive to start a new character, which isn't the design of the devs want clearly. And no, again, I think you're stating things that aren't true. People going for the ladder grind wouldn't give two hoots or a holler about uh, about a more casual player playing the seasonal grind with their existing character. They wouldn't give a frick about those people. Eugene says they wouldn't. They don't need to balance the challenges because the game is scaling resistances already. <laughs> Jinx! <laughs> Eugene says, gosh darn it, Paul. That's what I'm saying. If you are a hardcore Diablo 4 player and you jump into the Diablo 4 seasons and you care about that ladder grind and you care about the race, why would you even care that some casual is running it with their existing character and not and not at all worried? They're not even a part of the race. You wouldn't care about them. Like, why would you care? You guys think ladder grinders care? Yeah, something somebody grinding a ladder isn't even concerned with somebody who just completely opts out of that. They just opt out of it. They don't even touch it. They're like, yeah, why would we bother with that? We're just going to use our existing character. There's no reason to start over for most players if there's nothing new to do. I want the option to keep my characters, but I agree with Rod Ferguson in saying it's about the journey. Why do you give a blank about my uh, my care? Worry about your own character. Right. We says it literally doesn't affect me. They care about the new stuff, not the latter. Well, and here's the thing. Th- th- that's the point that I've been trying to make is that if I play this game and I go through the entire campaign... And they've even said, hey, your character will be in... Yeah, if you follow me with the heart, yeah. Good to see you, Grim. Yeah. If you follow me with the heart, that's that's that. If you sub, that pays me money. And the split over on kick is 95.5. So if you become a member in both places, that's super helpful. If you gift members over here on kick, that's super helpful. For a while, we had a contest of like, you know... 25 on both platforms. Until we get about 100 average viewers on kick, I'm not going to do that. It's a little unfair to ask Kick to hit a 25-member goal with, you know, 20 people watching. And uh, we're about halfway on the YouTube goal. If anybody wants to push a little bit further, I already gifted the 25 I owed you guys from last week. They they care because they want everyone to suffer through the same playing through on a new character as themselves, as AOZ. 
Yeah, but that's always so strange because the hardcore players always say they say multiple things. You're here from the tube also. Thank you. They always say conflicting things. It's like, well, no, everybody should have to do this. Why? Just a second ago, you said that it doesn't really matter because it's so fast. Like, hardcore Diablo players go from saying, what does it matter if you have to start a new character? What does it matter? The grind is so incredibly fast. What difference does it make? Okay, if it doesn't make a difference and the grind is really fast, then why make it a requirement? You're just repudiating the system in and of itself. You're literally you're literally negating the necessity. Listen to me. The only reason this exists, I firmly believe this, the only reason the new character requirement exists for seasons is because of the baked-in assumption that there's a ladder race, which is an import all the way back from Diablo 2. It has nothing to do with healthy seasonal format. It has everything to do with a ladder race, and I got news for you. Tons of brand new players in Diablo 4 aren't going to give a single lick of care about that ladder race. They're just going to want to keep playing Diablo, and the seasonal format will make it really difficult for them to want to do that. I, be- I believe that. It's it's an old import from Diablo 2. It's the only reason you make a, a somebody start over. The primary reason for making somebody start a new character is quite literally the ladder race. You know what I mean? The game's going to be huge, just want to point out. Counterfeit Killer, it is going to be huge. And my prediction is, Season 1 will cause mass player exodus and complaint. Write it down. You've only got to wait two months to see if... Well, no, you got to wait more than two months. Because the game launches in June... I don't know when the first season lands. What is it, September? I don't, I don't know when it lands. That's going to be... I, I'm telling you, I, I, I've never been more confident about a prediction in my life. Why is the ladder race a bad thing? I, I didn't say it was a bad thing. I didn't say ladders were a bad thing. I'm simply saying it's an import from the ladder race in Diablo 2. So it's fine to require it for people that want to do that. But for everybody else... They're like, what's the point of this? JW with 26 months of membership and a VIP plus. Casuals don't care for the grind. They just want the seasonal content. I think not needing a new character would benefit the casuals and be good for the overall game health. Um, 57 days or something. It's not June 20th. It's not in the same month. Geek to Sneak with nine months of members says, hey, yo, welcome back. Tasma says, Lono, are we saying being able to do ladders with existing high-level characters? No, I'm saying exactly not that. I'm saying exactly not that. The only reason they make you start a new character is because of the ladder race. So if you want to take part in the ladder race, good for you. If I don't want to take part in the ladder race, just let me use my existing character. That's the point. Just let me opt out of that. Just let me enjoy the new quest line. I want to see the new stuff. I want to hear the new voice lines. I want to hear a new or returning character. And I want to hear the lore. Oh, you want to hear and see all that stuff? You got to make a new character. What? Uh, Who Know the Vibe says, I think the difference would be people who don't like to choose different classes will have to make a new character, choose the same class they already maxed out, and eventually get bored having to unlock every ability all over again every season. 
Hilly says, Diablo 4 is two games. The Eternal Realm is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Casuals, Diablo, Andes, hardcore, ladder players. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still part of the system that makes them our enemy. Oh my gosh. Paul says, I wonder if the new season pass is built around having to reset, and maybe that's just the issue right now. Oh, like you think the season pass would go too fast? I mean, again, who cares about that? If I grind an 80-hour season pass and I grind it in 25 or 30 hours because I'm a more casual player and I play on my main character, you know what that's probably going to do? That's probably going to help with player retention. I'm going to stay in the game. How will you judge mass player exodus? Even if this is God's gift of gaming, there'll be a large drop in casuals after about a week. I'm not going to judge it by the early weeks, Robert. That happens all the time. There's always the initial hype. You'll never maintain release date hype. It's impossible because there's another thing that happens is like release date hypes up here and then the game settles into a floor and everyone's like, oh my gosh, look how many players stopped playing. No, it's not look how many players stopped playing. It's not everybody's playing on the exact same day. Now, I know that gets you great clicks when you write a blog and farm AdSense. Such and such game's player base has dropped dramatically. No, you just don't understand statistics and math because it's easy to farm clicks on the ignorance of the internet. You're never going to match release date hype. It's like, everybody's trying to play in the same day and sitting in a queue. And And then it drops and hits equilibrium. I'm talking about when the first season hits the first season hits my prediction is that you will see immediate bump in interest and then it will drop below where it was previously because people will come in and say yay new season they'll log in on the first day and it will say make a new character and they will say why they won't understand it won't make any sense to them to them it will be confusing. So I've been grinding a character and your season's finally here and the battle pass and, and all this stuff's finally here and, and I have to start a new character. It will only make sense. It will only make sense to existing fans, people who have already played games like this. How is, That's not a way to treat a player base. Your entire engine for keeping people playing is a system that's speaking another language. It's, it's literally speaking another language. Like, what? I, it's like, I can't understand what you're saying to me. To the, to the Diablo 3 player, to the Path of Exile player, makes perfect sense. It, like, it locks into their brain. They're like, yep, time to start a new character. Imagine all of the Destiny players, all of the Elder Scrolls Online players, all of the new players that jump into this game, and they're like, I, I don't understand why I have to make a new character. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. I don't want to make a new character, says Ashen. I want to experiment with builds and options. Yo, what's good, Kale? Good to see you over here on kick. They could just make it to have a new uh, a player level in the season pass level. Make it separate? Yeah, I'm not sure. If you can just grind the season pass in the Eternal Realm, you might... Listen, if you can grind the season pass battle pass in the Eternal Realm, you might get away with this for the first season because what's going to happen is you're going to have a ton of casuals that aren't even max level yet. And they'll buy the battle pass just for something additive to, to like add on to their grind. But I don't think that's how it works. As far as I can tell, you need to be in the seasonal character grind to grind the battle pass. 
I thought they said they plan to have two seasons out this year. Doesn't that mean July season to start? Um, no, no, because it, it, think about it this way, counterfeit killer. At the latest, that means they could have the second season start in December, right? November, October, which means they they don't necessarily. Okay, and then you got to go back. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the latest, they could start season one in October. Because, because it, no, yeah, yeah, yep. At the latest, they could start season one in October. Because season one could be October, November, and part of December. Well, no, you'd have to do it like late September. Sorry, I misspoke. That's the latest they could start season one is like late September. Because what that would do is, is September would roll into October. That's your first month. October would roll into November. That's your second. Then you'd roll into December. That's your third. And then sometime in December, season two would start. So that's the very latest that they could do it. it It'll probably be, you know, games launching in June. I'm thinking July or August is when season one starts. I hardly ever disagree with you, uh, but in this case, I still don't. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're about to disagree with me. The solution to this juxtapose of game modes in D3 was character rebirth. Do we know if you can rebirth in Diablo 4? Love the shirt. Thank you so much, Brain Eclipse. We have no idea if you can do rebirth. I think the assumption is that you can. I don't think rebirth is going to even speak a blip of a word to casual players. They're not going to care. The matter of ARPG players versus player that never touch an ARPG. ARPG, it's about making builds and characters. Looks like people that never played an ARPG or they made one character in Diablo 2 in their life. Listen, I like ARPGs, but I don't have to like the systems that are in them. I thought they said July in the one stream. Oh, did they say July for the first season? I mean, they might have. Let's just say they did. That means you're going to have people grind all of June, part of July, and then now it's time to start a new character. I don't think the battle pass is attached to seasonal characters, or at least is attachable to non-seasonal characters. I don't know. I don't know if I've read specifics on how will the battle pass require a new character or not. They said within a couple of weeks, I found the 20th everywhere, but it says subject to change. Oh, June 20th? Great appearance on Mooch last week. Uh, you should get P-Rock on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P-Rock followed me on Twitter, so I'll be able to DM him. I want, I want to have the right topic, though, if I'm going to have him on. I'm not sure what this week holds in topics. It's hard to book people for a Friday show. Like... I had no idea that what happened last week was what was going to happen. We had no idea that that announcement was going to happen with Redfall and that montages and drama and blah, 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 which that led to what I covered on Friday, which led to me saying, hey, we got to get Doc Dark on here. It's actually really hard to book guests when I have no idea what the week's going to do. Yo, Big O was 16 months. What's good, Lono? Hope you and the fam are doing well. Thank you, Big O. And Paul jumping in for two months. Guys, if you like the content and you've never done a membership on YouTube before, consider doing a membership. Every 25 members, I have to give five back to the community. Hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat or the join button. You can join in. It covers you for the whole month. You get into all my extra members-only content. You get into my members-only Discord. 
and we appreciate you guys so so much oh this is just a new game like press thing i was like what is this make sure at the very least make sure you're subscribed to the channel hit the bell button hit the like button that helps this video it helps you watch my content every day of the week if you're enjoying this talk show i couldn't agree more with you says george at least give me the option to do seasonal or not i wouldn't want to have 41 characters i'm the guy that needs to have a main character so many people jumped on my Diablo 41 characters video and they just completely misunderstood it. They just totally misunderstood it. They were like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about or Rod Ferguson said the seasonal content's not campaign. And it's like, I never said that it's going to be campaign. It's, it's story. It's new story. It's new quest lines. They've said that. I understand the seasonal character mechanic, but for me, I will only make a new version of a character if I want to do hardcore mode. The seasonal character is what turns me off to PoE. Slave to the System says, Just for comparison, Diablo 2 Resurrected had a few extra weeks of prolonged ladder due to the player feedback changes in implementation. Could be similar with Diablo 4. Even more changes due to the season pass adaptation. You're almost the king of being misunderstood. I don't think I'm the king of being misunderstood. What I think happens is, human type person, I think people react to the title and the thumbnail. They don't even let you build your case. Like, literally, I do a show on Friday with Doc Dark and, and Mike and 30 and So Gaming, and as that show ends, somebody says, oh, this really big YouTuber is watching you guys and reacting. I watched the guy for two minutes and I think he watched all of 20 seconds of what I said and immediately jumped to insults. And it's like, he in a microcosm, he represents the internet. Like, that's what the internet does. It's like, well, I've only listened to 20 seconds, but I'm going to presume everything I know about you, your character, how you create content, your position, your supporting, you know, how do you support your premise? And I'm just going to jump to conclusions. And it's just like, it's just, it, that's just what the internet does. Like, nobody's considering... The, the, the bigger picture nobody's considering the bigger picture yo Tigrim with 11 months welcome back in that's exactly what it is they form an opinion based off the titles their minds are already made up yeah like they just saw my Diablo 4 41 characters and they're like you're just clickbait this is trash this is garbage and it's like listen bro there are really hardcore Diablo players watching that video and they're like this is exactly dead on this is exactly right all press is good press yeah i mean i don't care i'm not bothered by people with small minds watching my content and struggling to grapple with it and having to resort to insults like you just the 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 the, the rate at which you jump to ad hominem is a measurement of how big your brain is right I'm, I'm dead serious. That's a test of character and intelligence. The speed with which somebody jumps to an ad hominem attack, they attack the person instead of their argument. The speed with which they go there is a representation of how small their brain is and how much character they lack. Because if, if you can fully watch the video and take in someone's argumentation and then respond, number one you're intelligent, you have a little bit of character and integrity, like you can actually you're not threatened by it, it's just a sign of insecurity, it's like well I'm scared this person's gonna make a really good point or say something that I can't combat so I'm not even gonna interact with the video, I'm just gonna insult them if it bothered you so much I would have been banned a long time ago 
So, the, yeah, the, the, the 41 characters video, the point that I made when I made that video was, listen, no one's seeing the bigger picture here. Nobody's seeing the bigger picture. They seemingly are trying to build a game that wants to be broad, appealing, accessible, and yet they're also trying to create hardcore elements. And I think they've created a game that has a baked-in cognitive dissonance. There's an identity problem with Diablo 4. I firmly believe that. Integrity, that's right. What's good, McCluskey? I tried twice last week. It's not the gameplay, it's the aesthetics. I can be patient until June 1st. I'm not sure what you mean, Typhoon. Oh, PoE looks like crap to me. Oh, that's what you were saying. You're like, okay, okay, I understand now. You're saying PoE looks bad. You have to restart at level 1 40 times in 10 years. That's exactly right. That's that's the whole point. The whole point of what I said is that's it. Is, listen, like, like no one will be playing D4 in 10 years? You, you think so? Do you want to go add up how many years people have been playing Diablo 3 and maybe reassess your prediction? Or are you saying no one will be playing D4 in 10 years because it's not going to be good enough? Because Diablo 3 has lasted for 8 and it had an abysmal launch. An abysmal launch. Diablo 3 almost burns itself to the ground and it's lasted for 8, almost 9 years. And you don't think Diablo 4 can make it 10? Come on. Wait 10 years and make one character. Yeah, play the long game. Play the long con. There are still people playing Diablo 2. PoE is an older game. Look up PoE 2. It looks great. Does Path of Exile 2 even have a release date? Does it I don't even do they even have a speculated release date? I don't think they do. 2024. The release date for Path of Exile 2 is 2024 currently. Weezy says, nah, look at Diablo 2. That's the worst take of the day. People will 100% be playing D4 10 years from now. Unless D5 comes out earlier. Did D3 have scaling enemies? Oh, we haven't even debated that. Diablo 3 is 11 years old, says Paul. There it is. Checkmate. I mean, Diablo 3 is 11 years old. Listen... We haven't debated that, though. I do think fun is bringing up something that's worth talking about. The, the, the resistance scaling that they're doing. I'm telling you, again, I think that's going to be confusing to the average player. It's one thing to do resistance scaling once I go to tier... Like, if I go to world tier 2, 3, and up, it makes perfectly good sense to create a resistance scale system so that, like, now I have this sense of I need to min-max, I need best-in-slot gear. But levels 1 to 100, bro, you don't need resistance scaling in there. You just need a traditional leveling feel. I'm stronger. I'm killing faster. I'm killing stronger. I'm, ki- you know, I'm killing more efficiently. And now there's more enemies or the enemies are a little bit beefier or there's, you know, uh, there's more mini bosses showing up or whatever the heck. Like whatever you want to do to scale it. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, I don't see it. The resistance scaling in Diablo 4 is, again, is going to turn people off. It's like, I'm not in the end game. I haven't increased my world tier, 
and here I sit. Here, here I sit where every time I level, it gets harder. Every time I level, it's like the enemies take longer to die. As Asman put it, Path of Exile 2 is existing because people want to play Path of Exile 1, but they can't get past the Excel spreadsheets. Yeah, if they make Path of Exile 2 more accessible, brother, I'll be in there. I'll be in there. I've seen the footage of Path of Exile, and it looks really appealing. It really does. And then I see Quincy trying to describe a skill tree build, and he gets a headache halfway through. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. If that if that guy is is having a hard time, you know, talking about it, I'm I'm okay. I'll I, I'll sit this one out. I don't I don't need any more math in my life. I, I've got I've got enough as it is that I struggle with. Day to day basic math is enough is enough to trip me up. The last thing I need is a, is a, is a spell you know an Excel spreadsheet to figure out if if a skill is additive or multiplicative and then does that come in after the fact does it hit the total or does it hit the number beforehand? Like no, I'm good. I don't need I don't need all that. I'm 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 fine. Any game requiring Excel on my second-hand monitor is an instant pass for me. Right. I think that's going to be one of the biggest things they struggle with because that's something that people probably find appealing about the game is that they can dive in at that level. They can dive in at that level and really, really throw themselves at it and really, really figure everything out. And if you can't do that, they might not like it. You know? I, I think the resistance in Diablo 4 is going to be a huge turnoff for people. I think you underestimate casual players. There's a huge amount of people that are considered casual but aren't first-time Diablo players or dum-dums. I'm not trying to paint the picture that casual players are first-time players or dum-dums. We're conflating categories. There are casual Diablo players right now that are like, I don't want to have to make a new character every season. I got tired of doing that in Diablo 3. Then there are first-time Diablo players who I believe will also say that. They won't be able to make heads or tails of it. Imagine some diehard, you know, Elder Scrolls Online or Destiny player who's accustomed to just always bringing their character forward and having some some sense of character persistence, being like, wait, I have to start a brand new character? I mean, there are, and then there is a category for dum-dums out there. There are people that are like, duh, duh, I don't know what to do. I'm not even really talking about them. I'm not even talking about them. There are even hardcore Diablo players that are like, man, I'm kind of burnt out on the whole make a new character thing. I was kind of looking forward to having a main character. You know, treating this like an MMO. As I said in one of my videos, I think this is an MMO in disguise. And if it's an MMO in disguise, you're going to constantly have people picking up on those clues and those those pieces of player feedback, right? Hit 2K on Twitter. Oh, did we hit 2K over there on Twitter? That's amazing. What's really going to be amazing is that this is my secondary Twitter account when it passes my main Twitter account. <laughs> That'll be amazing. That'll really make everybody angry. <laughs> there, there are people that are very angry. I'm still around. Thanks for speaking the truth. I appreciate that. Thank you, Mello. So what's the better solution to maintain everyone interested? Listen, I've always attempted to offer solutions that creates a spectrum because when you create a spectrum, players can engage and the level that they engage at is satisfactory within the way that they play, right? This is one of the reasons I have been very big and I've been a big proponent of generosity in loot-based games. 
and one of the reasons I say that generosity is good in a loot-based game is that if you allow the RNG and randomness to come into play after the drop with respect to the item's value, what's its role, what's its stats, etc. So, if you have a context, let's just use this as the, as the talking like field, and then I'll extend it out into other branches. So think right now just on the field of generosity and you're playing a particular activity because you want a really good axe and that's all that matters to you in the current moment. That's the priority that has emerged in your mind. It's emerged in the meta. It's emerged in the community, whatever, right? Gotta get this axe and this generosity loop enables you to get an axe at a good interval and you're constantly checking is it a good axe it is is it s tier is it a tier b tier c d f right you're you're rating it on your own you know what you're looking for you have your own sort of internal desires that dictate between what is an s tier and what is a tier and you're just grinding and then the casual player comes into the exact same activity and he's heard from his buddy that this axe is really good and he gets one he's happy he's gonna move on to the next thing why because that's his level of commitment and engagement that's where he that's kind of that's the that's the wavelength and the interval and the commitment level that he operates in and you operate in a far more committed far more hardcore wavelengths and guess what you're engaging with the same system you're engaging with the same activity and you're both coming away satisfied for completely different reasons and commonly the most common pushback i have always received when i promote generosity is people say well that's gonna let people get the loot too quickly and then they will stop playing And I've always said, generosity is not the enemy of engagement, it is the promoter of it. You engage more when you know the game is generous. When you know the game isn't going to be stingy and withholding, you're far more likely to come back the next day and go look for something else. Go farm for something else. If you can get the axe that you want within a reasonable amount of time, then you're going to go try to get a helmet within a reasonable amount of time. It's going to promote engagement. Okay? And... You're going to enable the more casual player who plays a fraction of the time that you play to enjoy the same game and the same activity. So I just spent all that time establishing that foundation that when you create Spectrum, you enable the player base to take enjoyment at the level that they engage in. Let's go up a level and let's consider Seasons. If you create a seasonal grind that requires a brand new player and there's a ladder race and you're trying to max out and you're trying out new builds and you're leveling really quickly and you have all these challenges to do, man, that's great for the hardcore player. But there's a problem. It's out of reach to the casual. It's like having a grind for a weapon where the drop rate's in the toilet. It's super, super low. Well, that's accessible to the hardcore player. Why? They play more. So they can keep grinding the activity and the low, low drop rate on the axe, it frustrates them, but it's within their reach because it's within their hemisphere of engagement. So you've created a seasonal format that 
spins at an interval that a hardcore player can sync up with. It's like a treadmill that's going so fast. So like, this is no problem. I run at this speed. I'm kind of conditioned to, to run at this speed and for these amounts of distances. If you created Spectrum, what you would say is you would say, this person can do all of this stuff and it's kind of suited to the way that they play. But we can let the casual player go into the seasonal format with their existing character. They can opt out of the ladder race. They can opt out of that grind because it doesn't really it doesn't really appeal to them. Now you've created Spectrum within your seasonal format. Anybody can come in and play and they enjoy it at their level. It's going to go too fast. They're going to beat the challenges a lot faster. Do you honestly think that's going to be a pain point or a complaint point for a casual player? No. It's not going to be. Why? Because they're a casual player. The person that would be concerned about it going too fast isn't going to do that. They're going to be doing the hardcore aspect of it. They're going to be at this spectrum. If you can't create spectrum, then you're always going to run the risk of having a lopsided game and it's going to tip over. Eugene says the vast majority of players eventually leave a game for a while. The question is, do they leave happy? If they leave happy, they will come back. If they are the type of player that never leaves, stop catering to them. This is such a well-made point. If you have players that you know are just always going to stay in the game, they're going to live in Diablo, catering to them is good, but it also doesn't mean you have to completely cater to them. You don't have to completely cater to them. You can cater to the guys that are more casual as well. On that format, they stop anyways. They get the gear and they stop. On what format? What are you talking about, Veter? What do I do once I've done everything? Uh, wait for the new content to come out. But you have to consider that if you have an interval of... I'm coming in, let's say I'm the casual player and I come into the season and I can use my existing character. Let's say they do that update. I come into the seasonal content with my existing character and I'm beating the challenges on the seasonal sort of like challenge thing or whatever they call it where it's got like the chapters. Let's say I'm beating those at a faster interval than you are because you're a hardcore player. Do you know why it levels out? Because I'm going to play for an hour or two, and then you're going to play for four. You're going to play for twice the amount of time as me. And then the next day, you're going to log in, and you're going to play for another four hours. And I might not log in for a couple of days. I might I might log four hours that week. You're going to log four hours in the first day. It'll level out. You, I'm, number one, you're not going to look at me and say, well, that it's going so fast for that guy. Number one, because you can't see my game. And number two, why do you care if I'm not in the ladder race? And number three, it levels out because of just pure interval of engagement differences. We engage at the game at different intervals. So it levels out. It, you don't have to be concerned about that. If you cater to the people who play every day, then eventually they will leave and you no longer have a game. It's all about giving people rhythms that line up with how they play. This is why creating Spectrum is so important. You're not trying to get down into the minutia of every little thing needs to be twisted and turned and tweaked and catered for the casual or for the hardcore. 
you create a spectrum. So within that spectrum, they're free to engage at the intervals that they have determined are the best, and they're all enjoying their time. That's the point. You don't have to fully cater to casuals or or hardcores. You basically think of it like an accordion. The, the broader you spread that accordion out, the more like steps there are up along the spectrum for people to engage at the level that they want. And you know why this works so beautifully? Imagine the casual player that engages with the seasonal content in a casual way and they're using their existing character and they beat all the challenges and they do the book or whatever and then they get a maxed out character and then season two rolls around do you know what you've done you've created cartilage between the casual engagement and the hardcore engagement and they might try out a new character they might the beauty of spectrum is if you even think about it in the realm of generosity if your encounters are really generous and the hardcore player is going for the best in slot version of the weapon and the casual player is just happy to get the weapon to drop what if the casual player becomes a hardcore player guess what there's a playground built for him keep running the encounter bro keep running the encounter you'll get the thing that you want If you create spectrum within your seasonal design and casual players start kind of filtering over into the more hardcore player habits, guess what? You have something built for them. If you always do this, nope, you got to be this tall to get on the ride. You're just going to be boom, 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 boom. You're just going to be hitting people in the head. They're going to be like, I don't want to do this. Or actually the analogy wouldn't be they're hitting their head. It would be that they can't reach. I, I, I don't play at that level, bro. I like your game, but my gosh. I don't have time to start a new character every three months. Yo, what's good, Niz? Lono needs to become a game designer. Listen, I w- I'm, I'm always happy to consult or, or do, you know, uh, some type of consulting work. I'd be happy to, because I do think sometimes... The difficulty of this is games of this size get compartmentalized and everybody's building their own systems and you need somebody that can zoom all the way out on it and say, we have to be serving the content loop. And when you're serving the content loop, the content loop has to have spectrum to land on a variety of player. Now, you do need to avoid trying to appealing to everybody. If you try to appeal to everybody, you appeal to no one. So if you like, if you lean too hard in the hardcore and oh, we got to appeal to the hardcore, you end up with Path of Exile and spreadsheets. If you lean too hard to the casual, you're going to end up with a game where there's no depth at all, you're chasing green arrows, and it's going to feel like a mobile game. What's interesting is, the hardcore players are looking at this game, and that's exactly what they think Diablo 4 is, a casual green arrow chase. You're just chasing green arrows. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters, just chase those green arrows. And, and then, and then conversely, the, the, the casual players are looking at the game and saying, I don't want to do all that. I don't want to grind a battle pass for 80 hours. I don't want to make a new character every three months. The greatest dilemma facing Diablo 4 is not that it's not going to appeal to casuals. It's that it's not going to appeal to anybody. You need different trails for different sk- skilled skiers. Right. But you have to be careful. Instead of just having th- having like three or four trails for the different s- skilled skiers, you can create too many. And then your game can get diluted. I definitely know that there is a way that you can go too far. 
if you make a game and you attempt to make it appeal to everybody, you, you'll 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 lose. You'll lose the audience. Green arrows, yeah, chasing green arrows. You go into the inventory. You don't look at anything on the item. You're just like, I got a new pair of boots. Green arrows, equip it. I got a new uh, I got a new helmet. Are there green arrows? Equip it. There's good and bad. There's good and bad to that, right? You're 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 triggering a sense of satisfaction in the player's mind. The loop. I'm clicking the buttons. I'm killing the enemies. Ding! Stuff is dropping. Bing! Green arrows. There's this sense of like upward momentum. Like I'm gonna keep killing stuff. I'm gonna keep getting green arrows. I'm gonna keep getting stronger. I think that that's helpful. I think you need that loop. You need that feedback loop in the player in the in the content loop. Like, so much time in leads to so many items, leads to so many green arrows an hour. Right? So many items in an hour, so many green arrows in an hour will keep players in the funnel. I, th- this, there's, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's psychology to this. What are your thoughts or what worries for you as Diablo 4 player? You particularly have some biggest plans for the game in this channel. I tell you what my biggest concern is, is that Number one, the audience will not care. The audience will lose interest because if the audience loses interest, it's because they're not playing. It to me that's always the question, will people keep playing? As far as I can tell, the seasonal grind and the battle pass and the challenges, so that's 80 that you know, that's 80 hours a week, that's an hour a day roughly. So if I did two stream, two or three streams, if I did two streams a week where I played and then a couple of things off stream with Madam, I'd be able to stay on top of the seasonal grind and create content. The question is most likely, it, to me, the deeper question is, will people keep playing? Will people care? Or are they going to bail on the game once season one hits because they're like, I don't want to make another character. Wheezy says, that's why most of the hardcore ARPG fans from the past decade aren't concerned with this stuff. They don't care if you make people play old characters in new seasons. No hardcore ARPG is going to argue against that. Right. Because it doesn't matter to them. That's not what they're looking for. They're looking for min-max. They want to min-max. They want to turn the temperature in the room up all the way to 100. And they want to see if they can survive the heat. And and I don't know if this game is going to give them that. And I actually have argued, Wheezy, that it's okay if it doesn't. It's okay if this game doesn't appeal to the hardcore Path of Exile Excel spreadsheet min-maxers. It's okay if this game doesn't appeal to them. But it's got to appeal to a certain breed of hardcore player. And it kind of needs to, right? But the other thing you got to consider is it also needs to appeal casuals. I got a lot of grief in my Diablo 4 video. I got a lot of grief. People are like, why do you need to appeal to casuals? I'm like, what do you mean why do you need to appeal to casuals? Casuals are very important to your game. And I'm not talking about a casual who's going to play your game once a month. I'm talking about somebody who enjoys the game and is gonna, is they're going to hit it in interval, but that interval is not nearly as substantive. An hour a night. And it, you know, two hours every other night or so. But they're in there pretty regularly. Somebody got on him for throwing shade at spreadsheets, right? <laughs> Look, man, if you like making spreadsheets for your video game, I mean, you do you, boo-boo. I didn't get the notification that this started. Listen, this is the last time I'm going to say this to some of y'all. Follow me on Twitter and get in the dadgum Discord. YouTube does not 
do a good job of notifying you. Quit belly aching about it and put yourself in position to know when I'm streaming. Like 9.30 Monday through Friday Eastern time. And if that's a struggle, get in the Discord or follow me on Twitter. Like quit relying on YouTube for notifications. They've pr- they've proven themselves to not be reliable. Quit trying quit trying to use their noti system. It doesn't matter to them. Uh, uh, people can do things more quickly or easily. That's why you always see a discourse about a game being casualified or catering to casuals, and it's always negative, always. Right and solemn. We we've said time and time again that the people that talk on the internet are not the majority. In a previous stream, weren't people complaining about not feeling powerful? What do they think about once they max out their, their characters that they have to start over? I play Stellaris. I think Excel wastes too many resources on graphics. <laughs> Here's the thing. It, it, about people complaining about not feeling powerful and then starting over. The early grind? Bro, the early grind is when you feel the most powerful. I think that's one of the reasons people like starting over. You know, I lose track of time now that I have a different job and don't work from home anymore on the discord. Now, my bad. Seriously, like every time somebody complains about the noties on YouTube, I'm like, brother, there's eight different ways for you to not miss a stream. You know, set an alarm on your phone. Get in the discord. Follow me on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Bookmark my channel. Like there's all kind of ways. YouTube has proven itself to be unreliable. You just, you know, don't rely on it for noties anymore. I'm not trying to scold anybody, but come on. Like, you know, if 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 your buddy always tells you he's going to be there, he's like, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there, and then he doesn't show up, well, quit making a plate for him. <laughs> uh, the food's going to go cold. Um, I felt sometimes I don't even see the clock uh, until noon. Yeah, I mean, if when you work from home, you got to be careful, man. You got to be really good with your time blogging. Phantom Phoenix in the Discord says... I have nothing against existing characters partaking in the seasons. However, they would have to find a way to protect both sides. If you have used the main character for multiple seasons and you join me for a world boss or in PvP, you'd be massively overpowered. Why? Why? Explain that to me, Phantom. They would need to have separate servers for new seasonal characters and existing characters? No, explain that to me. Why would my main character after multiple seasons be massively overpowered? I don't understand where that's coming from. Currently, you feel strong till Torment 5, non-stop on Diablo 3. Making alts uh, and choosing is a different way from being forced to create alts. Oh, right. Yeah, choosing to make alts of your own choosing and being forced to is certainly different, Silent, for sure. Yeah, bookmark a Halo video works 60% of the time. <laughs> yeah, the game scales resistances. Like, you're never going to see me in the public space on my max level character. Oh, man, this guy, this guy is on his existing character. He's ruining the game for me. That, that's literally not possible with the way they've built Diablo 4. Because they don't have the scaling system right. If anything, the higher level you are, the weaker you feel. It's not the other way around. I think people are forgetting that. With the way they've set up resistances... Because you'll have best in slot gear, 
Right, but with the way they've set up z- resistance is zero, if I've got best in slot gear because I've stayed on one character for seven months and you're on a new seasonal character and you don't have any best in slot gear, number one, that was your choice. Number two, the game's scaling. It's it, the resistance system. And listen, I, I, I've complained about that up one side and down the other. I think that's terrible. Guys, we're about halfway on the member goal today. We're hovering in the 2,500 members. Gifts to members or become a member today. Help us hit this goal. We haven't missed this goal since November. And two bags of Frickmas and a free bag to Bower Socks. He's taking advantage of the fact that we marked down our Frickmas blend. It's a medium blend coffee, pre-ground. Uh, you can check out the flavor profile at reforgeroast.com. We've marked it down in price, but we're also doing a buy two, get one free just for members in the Discord. Off to work I go. Hope stream goes well. Thanks for the coffee and show. Thank you, JW. As a new Diablo player, says Lazaro, I don't even like not being able to level up to max in one story run. Playing Diablo 2 Resurrected, and I hate that I have to do that. Won't best in slot gear just mean your build feels more fun, not necessarily that you'll be OP? Right, just because I have best in slot gear doesn't mean I'm going to walk up to a world boss and, like, flick him on the nose and kill him. That's not how it works. I'm really hoping that D4 could become my destiny replacement, but if I got to create a new character every season, I won't be touching the seasonal content and we'll have to keep looking. This is going to be real interesting how this plays out. Yo, JW on his way out the door says, come on guys, let's hit this member goal. He throws five in the ring every 25 and I give five back to the community. JW, gifted members, buying coffee. Whoever gifts the most members in a month gets the Eknor Award and a free bag of coffee. And Riley, Sniggity Snags, Yumi, 8 Legion, and Kyle, you guys all got a gifted membership. No, not. It was your choice. Seasonal characters are the default. Keeping the main character should be the optional choice. And if anyone should be at a disadvantage, it should be them, not the default. Right, I didn't say that you should be at a disadvantage. You can't say, oh, it's not fair, I don't have best-in-slot gear when you're literally choosing to start over. Yeah, yeah, NJW paid full price for coffee. That's right, he opted out of the buy to get one. Like, if you're choosing, if you're choosing to start over, you can't complain that you don't have best-in-slot gear. And I'm fairly certain, can you not, I don't know if you can do that. Can you give gear to your seasonal character from the Eternal Realm? Or It probably only goes the one way. personally enjoy making new characters says Riley I wish Destiny 2 did it it makes it easier to recycle the content and you get to play the best part of the game leveling and the loot chase I am not completely opposed to starting a new character I would just like the option to not do it I would just like the option to not do it you know like I don't I don't feel like doing that you know the game stops scaling at a certain point when you're level 100 if you find better gear and best in slot gear, you're going to look like these guys who had the OP builds uh, in the beta with all the best in slot. Okay, so if I have a bunch of best in slot gear and I'm grinding world tier one and I'm killing things quickly, who in the frick cares about that? You're acting like you can't act like that's going to create a problem because it's not a problem. Anybody can do that, by the way. Like, if I'm in the eternal realm, 
I can get best in slot gear and stay at level 100 and stay at tier world tier 1 and just farm world bosses like a son of a gun and just kill them over and over again. That's not hurting or harming anything. That's just what I chose to do. Oh man, if anybody's in that open world and you kill that world boss really fast, who cares? The topic is Blizzard listening. They're making a lot of changes till the release date. Uh, Things that people complain about from the beta, I think they are. That's why I'm bringing this up every time I have a chance to. Doesn't seasonal character make it easier to produce viable product for the game, says Zubair? You don't have to produce as much to keep extending maxed characters out. Well, and that's that's the question then, Zubair. If they're going to do that, if that's the format of like, well, we need seasonal content to force a reset or to force a fresh character because it's just, it's not built for, it's not built for, for max level characters, right? It's not, it's not built for max level characters. Well, okay. Then what's going to happen when the expansion rolls around? What, who am I playing the expansion with? A seasonal character? A max level character? A best in slot character that I've worked on and, 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 and min-maxed? Yo, what's good, Agent Atwood? Doesn't that cause confusion within the game? So, your main engine of getting people to log back in and play season to season is a battle pass and a new character experience. And then your substantive campaign ad that comes once a year who do I play that content with? A, a character that I just made? One, one of my seasonal characters that have been bumped over to the Eternal Realm? Do I play it with my first character that's been sitting on the shelf for, you know, nine months? Eleven months? Eugene says, I don't want to call it lazy, but it sure does seem like a lazy way to extend content. Well, until we see the seasonal quest lines and the new mechanics, we don't know. Because, you know, Destiny 2 essentially does similar things, does it not? Here's a new level trajectory. I guess they're getting rid of that, right? But for the longest time, that's what they've done with their seasons. You come back, you level, and then you can grind a new activity. Then there was usually like dungeon, mini raid, or raid. And then you had the battle pass. So while they didn't make you start a brand new character, there was still a leveling thing. They were still repurposing existing content. I think you just pick one of the options. No perfect answer, says Zubair. This is a weird message Atwood says, but I think I'm curious. Have you ever thought of using Rumble? The only reason I'm asking uh, is being that I've seen a lot more people using the platform. I've been considering putting my ceasefire stuff over there, but I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot of time to just constantly shovel my content ev- content everywhere. We, Eugene says, yeah, and I called that crap lazy too. I just wonder if that's the way of these games. If that's the way games like this have to maintain their content. I, I, don't, I don't know. What you just said about seasons is the disconnect, says Fuzzy. I don't think there's going to be as much of people think in a season as its content. They're taking it up, uh, and I have my doubts. Oh, they're talking it up, and I have my doubts. Making a surreal level to play content I've been playing for years. 
leveling isn't content yeah remember that remember that debate all the time leveling is not content we used to debate that all the time this is tier gated drops by saying in tiers one and two you will miss out on the better gear drops in three and four well i think world world tiers are always going to be in a game like this i don't see them as being part of the problem sounds like sunsetting all over again it sounds again to me like I like I said I think Hilly nailed it, right? It it, it 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 I think Hilly nailed it. They're building two games. They have an adventure mode. They can have the best of both worlds. Explain adventure mode to me. What would what would that how would that be a solution? Seasonal content in these games are basically non-existent. Most of the seasons are leveling, gearing, and doing challenges is existing content in these games. Uh, not a ton of new content or story. But that's not how they're positioning these seasons. They're positioning them quite differently. Phantom Phoenix says, maybe with the scaling it won't be a problem. My concern is that if using an existing character is better for completing content, or if the experience of new characters is diminished, then players don't truly have a choice. I just want to play the game and enjoy it, and want others to do the same. Yeah, but here's the thing, Phantom. The seasonal format of making a new character would be an engine that continues to hum... And you just jump in, you level quicker, you do all the things, you're on a ladder race, and you're getting to try out a brand new character and a brand new build at a sped up leveling, you know, interval. You're leveling faster. And then if I'm like, bro, I just got my druid to level 100, I don't want to do all that. I'm going to play the season. I'm going to opt out of all those grinds and all those and all those ladder chases. I'm just going to work on the challenges and the battle pass because that's all I really care about right now. I'm just going to enjoy playing with my existing character. We're both enjoying the game for completely different reasons. You're not your experience is not diminished just because I get to play with an existing character. In WoW, you could get to max level and then grind for best in slot. When an expansion came out, there were new areas, new races, new talents, new spells, new level caps. You never had to start over. Gonna suck when you get a god roll at level 35. Adventure mode is random quest in the act that you can do to level or do rifts and then you level and get gear. That's how seasons worked before, and I doubt they made big sweeping changes to these existing working models. Right, and I'm telling you right now it's going to be a mistake, Solemn, because they spent eight years crafting a seasonal format for existing fans and existing players, and I don't think new players are going to understand it. It won't make sense to them. It only makes sense to people who have a history with Diablo, and starting a new character makes sense to them because you're doing a ladder. It's it's the ladder race, start a new character from Diablo 2, that is still whispering in the wind through this format and it makes sense to Diablo fans it's not going to make sense to everybody else and globally speaking I think everybody else matters equally if not potentially greater because your biggest challenge with Diablo 4 isn't necessarily keeping casuals in the door it's satisfying people who've been playing your franchise for the last 11 years and saying, well, yeah, I, you know, starting a new character doesn't bother me. New players may not have strict expectations. I think it's pretty reasonable for me to predict Zubair P 
people that come into an ARPG with loot and leveling and the dungeons and the questing and the level of storytelling that we get, I think it's a pretty reasonable expectation that when they start this game and they get their character leveled up to a certain point and then all of a sudden the new season starts and they're told they have to make a new character, I I happen to think that it's very reasonable to think that tons of those people will find that unappealing. We're, we're, we're getting long-standing fans of Diablo saying it's unappealing. I, I don't I don't think it's going to bode all that stronger with new players. Diablo subreddit. What they meant by better to start new character than respec. I do not want to make a new character every season. Uh, new characters every season. Seasons, please don't force me to start a new character every three months. So the Diablo subreddit has had plenty of people that have brought, you know, have, have brought this up. It's pages of that, says Victor. Yeah, and they don't get any upvotes, and they don't get any engagement because the hardcore fans aren't going to want to give those, they're not going to want to give those threads any love or any push because they disagree. But I'm, t- I'm, he- I'm here to tell you, I'm, he- I'm here to tell you, it's, it's, gonna be, it's going to be a cause for player exodus. I believe it. They balance gear at every season, do they not? Another reason they want to start a new character, I think. Okay, let me let me try this from a completely different angle. From a business perspective, if you're Blizzard, right? I have not had the, the scene switcher running today. I always forget to do this. If you're Blizzard... And you see that the seasonal format has caused a significant portion of your audience to leave. And based on your measurements and your stats, it seems as though those were newer players or less experienced players. They're going to ask from a business perspective, how much is that hurting revenue? And can we course correct to any degree without upsetting like the existing players, obviously? Mr. Z with a $5 tip. Maybe mechanics for the seasons. Uh, it's easier to develop knowing existing characters would break it. Cutscenes, previous game pickups. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you for the five spot. I don't know if that would be the cause. That'd be kind of weird. Why would existing characters break cutscenes? They literally put you in the cutscenes. Wheezy says the challenge with Diablo 4 won't be getting people to buy the game. People will buy the game off hype. The challenge will be to keep people coming back season after season. Hardcore ARPG players pretty much mock Diablo 3's endgame and seasonal content for the past 10 odd years. Diablo 4 isn't made for them anyways. Casuals, I can guarantee, will already be turned off from making new characters every season. So on both ends of the spectrum, your game doesn't appeal to the hardcore ARPG players or the casuals. So all you've got left is your same Diablo hardcore base. Is that really worth the growth? I think Wheezy did an excellent job explaining why I said this game falls into a valley. Your, your hardcores are looking at it and saying, that seems like a casual joke. And then your casuals are saying, that's asking way too much of me. I don't want to make a new character every three months. And then everybody in the middle is left. Well, that middle is just your hardcore committed Diablo fans who think the seasonal format in Diablo 3 is the best thing ever. Why change it? 
you, you honestly think the money that they've put into this, the marketing they put into this, they're going to be happy with that? That, that dovetails so well with what I was just saying. From a business perspective, do you honestly think that the, the, the Blizzard will be happy with that? Well, we kept our base. We didn't get any 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 of the POE crowd. We didn't get any of the casuals, but we kept our base. Just to confirm, I'm following the hardcore players want to keep refining the same character. I don't know if PoE guys would want to refine the same character. I think PoE guys like making a new character. But I think in their mind, there's a more hardcore elements to the game. There's like very specific mechanics every season. There's lots of grind. There's lots of there's lots of sort of like a min-maxing element. You know. I love people saying it's just how the industry works. Sony has uh, 36 month contracts. Yeah, that's exactly the same as that's exactly the same as a corporate wide 18 month policy. Okay. I see the flavor of the content itself is more demanding. Yes, yes, Zubair. And they don't mind starting over. They'll get the POE crowd for the honeymoon phase of Diablo 4. That's probably it, though. Yeah, it'll be something new and fresh to play, but when the depth isn't there, those guys will go back home. Those guys are going to go back home. The depth won't be there for them. It just won't. Diablo 4 run at 4K60 on the Xbox Series X and 1080-60. I'm assuming that's 1080-60 on the Series S. Diablo is more graphically impressive. It has to run on the base PS4 and the Xbox One. Yeah, I think they did a good job. That looks that looks like a, that's impressive optimization. It's also very easy to optimize games like this to run on weaker systems. Like there's just less things that you have to render on the screen. You know, your field of view is very contained, very predictable. You know, you can limit the number of enemies on screen to a certain degree. You can limit the number of particle effects, lighting effects, you know, environmental effects. We get 18 more likes on this video. Let's hit 400 likes. We've had a really, really strong Monday. I don't have an upload for you today. My weekend got taken over by other activities. It was was absolutely not my fault. I'm balancing work life with things like, you know, things with my community and things with my kiddos and sports. And yeah, I should have just basically I should have gotten everything done on Friday, but we were we were on a phone call and having a good time and just laughing and looking at stuff and did not watch time. And then all of a sudden I looked and I was like, well, (laughs) I guess I'll do this over the weekend. And then my weekend got consumed. You can cut out massive amounts of closer LODs. The mobile game looks just as good on my tablet. The game looked very good, ran smoothly on the Series S. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything other than that. It just doesn't surprise me. 1080p for a machine advertised is 1440-60. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing to walk away from, Eugene, is a game that's so easily optimized, a game like Diablo that's incredibly easily optimized, they're running at 1080-60 on the Series S. That's really telling about how weak that system truly is. Seriously, think about that. Diablo 4, to maintain 60 frames per second, is going to run at 1080 on the Series S. 
Like, you don't need anything more than that. Activision's out here actively simping for the ABK deal and begging to be bought, and that's the best they could do for Xbox. A machine that promoted itself at 1440-60 can't run a dungeon crawler at 1440-60. Yeah, 4K-60 versus 1080-60. Does that not show the, the, the power differences between those systems? That's, that's incredible to me. No, no, one's, no one's seeing that in the headline. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. I just saw, oh yeah, 60 FPS. Series S will finally have a 60 FPS game. But if you really think about it, Diablo 4 running at 4K60 on the Series X, and they got to downgrade it all the way to 1080 to run 1080-60 on the S. That's remarkable. And everyone here, when you're done... I mean, I was going to do members. I, f- I don't want to split attention. I mean, we can send them there at the end. I guess we could send non-members over there, and I'll just tell members to stick you know, stick with us. How much would double the RAM in the Series S have cost or cost today? I don't know. I don't know, Zubair. It's just, it's just remarkable. To look at a game like this and to say, games like this are so much easier to optimize and you get so much more performance out of a game like this and they can hit 4K60 on the Series X and then 1080-60 on the Series S. But the S isn't a problem. The, the S isn't a problem. I just... That's just remarkable. Last Epoch does it right. Yeah, I've heard really good things about Last Epoch. I have. I keep telling you that I don't appreciate that you ever leave the house. This stream could be all you need. (laughs) Yeah. This stubborn life getting in the way. I'm trying to imagine how much save for this much pain. 20 or $30. With isometric view, the resolution does not make much difference. Uh, uh, okay, no, 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 no. Don't, don't misunderstand the point that I'm making, Raging Snake. I'm not saying that, like, 1080-60 in Diablo is going to be horrible. Although, I actually think 1080-60 in a game like Diablo compared to 1440 will be noticeable. I, I do. I think it'll be noticeable. I mean, let me just show you the difference. Eugene's got a nice image. This game really does it right. Yeah, Wheezy's played last Epoch for 200 hours. You got a problem, Wheeze. I mean, that's a weird way to admit you got a problem. But you got a problem. Hang on a second. Um... Okay, so basically you're going to be playing on the S here in the white and then all this is what people on the Series X will be playing at. I just I think even in an I think even in an isometric dungeon crawler that's going to make an enormous difference in what the game looks like and what the game feels like. You know what I'm saying? 
if it was 1440-60, which would be about here, I think, here where my mouse is, if it was 1440-60, and then 4K-60, that wouldn't be that big of a deal. I don't think anybody would be like, oh my gosh, you're literally coming from down here. Old school resolution. And then all this. That's the difference between the two consoles, man. Like, I, I don't know. We got, I like, the vindication that's happening with the Series S is, I, I just think it's such, it's such, it's just sweet music to my ears. Because I got called a hater. I got told I didn't know what I was talking about. I got told that I was ignorant and uneducated as I quoted major heads of development teams at really, really good studios, reliable, strong studios. I constantly got told that I did not know what I was talking about. And here we sit. Here we sit. Diablo 4. This one includes 1440. Yeah, Diablo 4 is going to run at 4K60 on the Series X, and then it's going to run at 1080 on the Series S. I just you I just don't think you can shrug at that. Here, we got another one. Let's zoom this one. Okay, this one, I can run at full screen. Alright, so look. All the way down here, 1080. If it was 1440 on the S compared to 4K, it's still a big jump. It's still a big jump. But you're going to be jumping all the way from down here, 1080, where my mouse is circling, all the way out here. That's, That's an enormous chasm of difference. And it's not about the fact that, like, oh, Diablo is going to look like garbage on the S. No, it's about this just shows what we've been trying to say the entire time. If a game like Diablo, if a game like Diablo has to do that, 1080p in a game like Diablo, come on, bro. That, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're going to look like prophets from the other day when I said that the next gen console war is over. There's no, there's no next-gen pull to that platform. You should know by now, if you don't ask people if you're allowed to play in the sand pit, they get uh, pissy even if you're stating facts. I'm not sure what you mean. Guys, we're 10 members away from hitting this goal. We're going to be going straight to members debrief today. Uh, we're going to be going straight to members debrief where you just get to hang out and can kind of ask me questions. Um, I know people are trying to ask me about a, you know, a situation and crap that was going on over the weekend. I mean, I can give you a TLDR. I don't really care about, uh, about that situation. Uh, I think a lot of the commentary surrounding it is humorous and ironic, but we need 10 more to hit our daily goal. And then I'll give five. I already gifted the 25 I owed you from Friday. And you guys can help us hit this on your own. We don't have to rely on gifted. You can click the join button or the dollar sign button. The S was sold as a 108060 console. No, it was not. That is that is quite literally a lie. That is a lie. That's not true at all. One of the main reasons that we've been criticizing this is if you go back and you look at the original marketing of the Xbox Series X versus the Series S, it was constantly p- p- positioned as The Series X is the 4K box, and the Series S is the 1440 box. That's the issue. 1440, 1440. 
1080? Like, 1080? No one would have bought it. They're like, what? Why am I going to buy a system? 1080? 1080 resolution? What do you mean? I thought this was an X-Gen console. People saw 1440, 60, and they thought, oh, that's not bad for the price. All right, see you later, Wheeze. Half the time, people just dismiss you because you're talking about their game. They don't recognize you as an established source in their directory. Oh, I get what you're saying, Valiant. Hey, Redfall's 1440. Microsoft advertised the X as 4K60 and the S is 1440-60. Uh, I see one happening, but not both. Oh, I was like, why did my my stream deck do something? If you're actually plugged in, you may have heard this thing will only be a 1080 box with these specs, but normal people only heard 144060. Yeah, but I don't even know where you would have heard that, Zubair. You hear that now, but I don't think you could go back and say to any consumer who was doing adequate research and going to Microsoft's website and reading blogs, I don't even think those people would have thought it's a 1080 box. I don't think anybody would have thought that. They would have thought, no, I'm I'm, I'm buying a, a slight step down from the Series X. And here's the real kicker. Here's the real reason people get so personal about the Series S. Do you want to know why they take it so personal? Because I think a lot of people saw the Series X and thought, I don't even have a 4K television. So I don't need the 4K box. I'll take the 1440 box. You need to be plugged into PC hardware. Oh, I see what you're saying, Zubair. You need to be plugged into PC hardware to be able to, like, speculate on what it can do. I deliberately still play on 1080 because I know I can't afford to keep up with the hardware that would be required to consistently run 1440 moving forward. A lot of people don't even know the difference between 1080 and 1440, so it doesn't matter to them. It's not a shot of them just saying. Right, but when the the, the issue the issue would be, Grinder, it's not about, oh man, I being plugged in and knowing the difference between the series between 1080 and 1440. It's when you start getting games that don't have features or games that don't even launch on your console or third-party developers that decide this early in the console generation to skip you. That's the issue. Like we're 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 often left field a little bit because we we just learned that Diablo 4 will run 4K60 on the Series X and 108060 on the Series S, and that's a big jump down from 4K to 1080, and it just displays the weakness of the console, which furthers a lot of my predictions about this generation. I predicted that third-party developers will skip the S. I think it's worse than that. I think third-party developers are going to skip that ecosystem. It makes a lot more sense as to why Microsoft wants ABK, because it's going to be their only way to have to have a third-party, uh, to have third-party volume. Cost you a follow. Thank you, Jubnar. Talking about Blizzard? Talking about Blizzard? Talking about Diablo 4 News? Yeah. My only issue has uh, ever been that the promises were made. I repeatedly say the S is the best 1080 console ever made. 
I missed that context, in which case I'd be ticked if I had an ass. Guarantee a lot of monitor players looked at the S and were like, perfect. Yeah, they're like, I don't need 4K. You know. What is ABK? Activision Blizzard King. The Activision deal is when I say ABK, that's what I'm referring to. Jedi Survivor going to be available on the Series S is technically next-gen only game. I'm curious how the S will handle it. I think Jedi Survivor is going to be another game in a long series of next-gen games that looks and runs very poorly on the S. I think it's going to run very poorly over there. You'll watch Digital Foundry breakdowns. You'll watch YouTube people break it down. It's going to it's going to run like garbage over there. It'll be it'll be dynamic 1080-30 would be my bet. I mean, if I if I look at Jedi Survivor and then I look at what games are running like on the S. Dude, I'm thinking dynamic 1080-30. I don't even know if you're going to get 60 out of Jedi Survivor over there. How are they going to do it? Only way you're going to see Jedi Survivor even touch 60 FPS on the Series S is like the 900p treatment. They'll have to drop it all the way down. They have games that are dropping down to 900p, bro. Like, what? 900p? What in the world? That, huh? MLB 23 runs okay on my ass. Yeah, but see, MLB is not the same. Like, Jedi Fallen Order's got, like, open world areas, and and it's third person, you got this camera, and you got all this moving stuff, and you have increased graphical fidelity, and better textures, and better lighting, and, like, all these things. I just, I don't, man, I'm telling you right now, I don't know. I truly don't know what big titles like that are gonna do. Are they just gonna shrug and say, yep, oh well. Who plays games on mobile? What do you mean who plays games on mobile? Tons of people play games on mobile. Such a marketing train wreck. Imagine if they sold us the Xbox One Ultimate and the next-gen Xbox Series X. Life would be so much better for everyone. Right, exactly, Zubair. If they would have positioned the Series S as an Xbox One upgrade and the Series X as, like, the true next-gen console... This would be such a different conversation. Right? If they said, hey, those of you that have been enjoying the Xbox One, we have an Xbox One X upgrade. See, but the problem with that is, Zubair, it wouldn't have necessarily been an upgrade because the Xbox One X has more memory than the S. So you would have been like, well, what am I getting that's stronger? I, I get the GPU and the CPU, I guess. So if the GPU and the CPU are stronger, I guess that's where my upgrade is. Yeah, the memory is the bottleneck, Arthur. And when you have like a calm conversation about this and people don't get really defensive, I do think people are starting to realize a lot of the people that were like hardcore telling me I was a hater, telling me the S was not a problem, man, they've not been showing up since last week because I think they're starting to realize, man, Lono Lono was right. Like those developers were right. It's not even about me being right. I listened to people who seemingly knew what they were talking about, and then I looked at graphical breakdowns, and I came to a pretty reasonable conclusion. I was like, the Series S is a very weak system. There's something wrong, and developers are not going to want to put their games on it. Because developers this generation are going to do what we're seeing in Final Fantasy 16. 
And when you see Diablo 4 gameplay land on the Series X at 4K60, and it goes over to the S at 1080-60, that communicates volumes. Because Diablo 4 is not a graphically demanding game. It isn't. It's a top-down ARPG. What in the world? Guys, we're going to go to members in about 15 minutes. If you want to take a bunch of people hostage, now is the time to do it. 10 more over here, and I'll give 5. So we can get 15 more people in as members today. You know, Operation Green Name, Grain Name, Operation Joystick, whatever you want to call it. Bring them with us whenever we switch gears here in a little bit. Slower memory, but more? What, which, what has slower memory, but more, Jake? Which one are you talking about? The problem is Microsoft didn't properly explain that the Series S would be a significant downgrade from the Series X. They instead pitched it as the other way around, selling the Series, selling the X as an optional upgrade. With all those particles and effects not demanding, did we play the same game? Brother, come on. Diablo 4 is not that graphically demanding. It isn't. They're launching it on old-gen systems, bro. Yo, there's Abe. Abe says, come on, boys. Let's hit this. Let's hit this. Let's see if you guys can do this. Let's see if you can hit just 25. Right? Somebody do the five bomb. Just drop the five bomb, and we'll just hit 25, and then we'll stop. Let's see if you guys can do it. It's really, really hard to do. You guys have to coordinate your efforts. Somebody has to call it. If you guys go past, (laughs) then we... Then we have to go for 50. <laughs> Watching the trailers from Redfall and then Final Fantasy 16 just shows how far behind Xbox is. They dropped the S to replace the X at the same time, the same price too. You're paying three-fourths the price of the Xbox Series X and you're getting one-third of the performance at best, says Paul. Gaming on phone sucks. I mean, that's subjective to you. I'm not saying you have to like it, but acting like people don't game on the phone is ignorant. If Xbox would have said, hey, this is a Fortnite Apex Warzone PUBG console, nobody would have been mad. Yeah, 25 or bust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta hit it. We gotta hit it right on the nose. They marketed a similar performance, but a step down in resolution. That's exactly right, Jaggy. That's exactly right. Is Series S better than the Bone? It's better than the Bone, but it's not... It's, it's, it's arguably... It's arguably not that much better and in some ways sort of equal to the Xbox One X. Like, if you look at the Xbox One X and you look at the Series S, they're equal in some races. Like, if you look at Halo Infinite performance, the Series S and the Xbox One X, they're they're like eerily similar in performance because the One X has more memory, which is nuts to think about. When I was big into cloud gaming, I played a lot on my phone, and I still play sometimes with the PlayStation Remote Play. Yeah, I, it, it, mobile mobile gaming is not just Candy Crush. Can Starfield win Game of the Year if it turns out to be 30 FPS? I don't know. The bottleneck makes it marginally better than a PS4 Pro. 
Xbox is playing from behind. They should be pushing the Series X and saying we have the we have a cheaper option for you. But instead, they're pushing an opening price point for the install base. I've got like a spot in my back that I can tell needs to pop, and I just can't get it to do it. To the point made by someone else, says Zubair, the memory in the newer console would be faster. It's newer. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Xbox One X is only stronger in GPU teraflops. Just got here. What? The, what's the news? So let me give you guys a brief recap. Uh, we'll be switching gears here in a moment to members. If you're watching over here on Kick, you'll want to come over to YouTube and become a member. We need five more members for the goal. And everybody's kind of holding. Nobody wants to push us over. I'm like, hold, you know, try to hit this right on the nose. So somebody gift the five bomb and call it a day. Uh, let me give you a recap. So Blizzard pushed out a blog addressing a lot of the concerns and the criticisms about the Diablo 4 beta. And I'm just kind of asking the question, are they listening? We really spent most of our time debating the seasonal format because I was sort of defending and revisiting my you will need 41 characters video that we uploaded saying that a lot of people weren't really understanding me and you know, I'm trying to show people that this format for the seasonal grind in Diablo I think will be unappealing to lots of more casual players. So I think Blizzard is listening with respect to they made good changes for the dungeons and good changes for the classes, but at a foundational level, I think this game will struggle. How can you remote play on a phone without a keyboard and mouse? <laughs> this guy doesn't understand what he's talking about. There's literally controllers that you like attach to your phone. Whoever in Microsoft decided the Xbox console names was highly likely to have consulted about Halo Infinite item shop. 41 characters was BS. Shut up, Hilly. There it is. Marty did it. Marty did it. All right, everybody hold. Everybody hold. Hang on, hang on. All right, there it is. Okay, we did it. We did it. Russell Stewart got in, Jordan, AA, AAG Studio, Brickwall, and, and Felipe. Okay, okay. Everybody hold. I will gift my five, and then in a moment we'll go to members. All right? Everybody hold position. All right? There's also touch-based controls. Yeah. Mobile gaming is is, a, is at a threshold that I, I think a lot of people dismiss mobile gaming. It's because they just don't understand it. I, I genuinely think that. I just don't think they understand it. They're like... Oh yeah, mobile games dumb. Mobile gaming is for is for you know stay at home moms who want to play Candy Crush, and it's like, actually no, mobile gaming is enormous globally. There's mobile MMOs that are incredibly popular, right? <laughs> Abe, <laughs> even in his generosity, Abe is just such an a hole. <laughs> I knew somebody was gonna do it too. I was like, somebody's gonna do it. You know what? I, I can be just as ornery, Abe. There you go. There you go. Sorry guys, twenty six out of fifty. Y'all didn't hit it. So I mean I still owe you five, but y'all are gonna fall short on that on that stretch goal of fifty, and that's Abe's that's Abe's fault. Oh! <laughs> oh Valiant and Lord Finesse. Valiant and Lord Finesse are like bam bam thirty six. 36 you guys are great <laughs> that's perfect that's perfect right at the buzzer too all these people that have been loyal to the show and have hung out all this time hopefully you're getting a membership you can come and debrief with us we'll be doing that in just a brief moment here 
show me your trackball or I'm out now we're just 14 away from 50 you guys can do it you can do it I'm gonna set up the uh, I'm gonna set up the member stream uh, this is just gonna be a reforge refuge Monday stream uh, Monday members time bam bam and uh Uh, I do own a PS4 Pro, but I have a keyboard and mouse on it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure the conversation we're having at this point with you, Lee. I'm not really sure the conversation. We were just trying to drive home the point that you you don't, like you don't want to. Oh wait, live reactions. If I turn that off, does that take away that thing where you guys can spam emotes? That thing leave. I'm curious if that thing left now. Oh, golly. Yes, it left. Okay, I can turn that off. I can turn that thing off that, like, lets you spam emotes. I think it's called live reactions. I didn't think people liked it very much to begin with anyway. That's an actual, uh, that's an actual thing in the back end on a live stream. Guys, stop baiting people in chat. Yo, my man Cowboy says, I put so much time into Vampire Survivors. It's also on Game Pass. I've made videos on it. My wife just got into Mario Run on her phone. Mobile gaming has a place in gaming. For sure it does. Gone. Reduced to atoms. That's right. Thank the Lord. It was funny on mobile. It's just so unnecessary. That's not the kind of stream that we run. Right? Keep smashing that button. Like, if you're going to give me a stat, like on the tickety talk, if you're going to give me a stat of how many people push that button, and that stat's going to be measured, and then that stat's going to measure engagement, which will then lead to more recommendations in search, sure, I'll leave it on for the people that want to frantically push it, but it wasn't doing anything other than being a nuisance. Like, it was just a visual nuisance. It was like, why is that there? I, I don't think they're tracking that. Well, they probably will track it eventually. But right now, I could, I didn't, I didn't see that tracked anywhere on the back end. Live reactions is what they're calling it. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. What is a live reaction? Is it, that's the thing we'll have to check and see. Is that a stat that they that they've been they're going to start tracking? If it is, we'll have to turn it back on. So, all right, I'm going to give you guys nine minutes alright since you guys were cheeky and you're having fun with me Abe did one gifted pushed us over and then Valiant decided and Lord Finesse decided thank you again Valiant Lord Finesse Abe thank you to Marty G uh, for gifting those members I'll give you guys like nine minutes if you want to do 14 more members to hit 50 I will then owe you 10 so I'll give you a little bit of time to do that you guys can consider this that operation joystick we take some people hostage we're like hey we're going to give you a member and then we're going to go hang out with members I don't have an upload for you today Uh, there is a new upload about Immortals of Avium on our bigger channel if you guys are subbed over there and you want to support that uh, that'll be available as well for anybody who doesn't get a membership today You gave them 15 minutes, 19 minutes ago. Get chill. Chill. We only have this one stream, and, you know, we'll squeeze the most out of it that we can. Plus, they went well past it. 
I decided I was done giving you money this month, but I couldn't pass that one up. <laughs> the Reforged Deviants, that's right. If Lono wants to make content out of it, then fine. Otherwise, just let the mods take care of people. Uh, sometimes they come around, otherwise the mods just clean them out. What are you guys talking about specifically? Oh, the, 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 the mobile guy. The thing I hate about every mobile game I have downloaded was that they were pay to win. Yo, thank you, Rainbow. Rainbow's gonna gift one. Says, hey, we can do this one at a time. Taking us to 37. And it goes to J-Town Jump City. Thank you so much, Rainbow. Plus, we're having fun. Yeah, as long as the stream falls under three hours, I don't care. I don't care. If we're not doing multiple things in the day, we, we can kind of vibe for a little bit. with the, Especially with the folks that are the most loyal and listen for the longest. That's how the majority of the games go on mobile, especially then uh, base games like Marvel Strike Force and Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Oh, turn-based games, turn-based games. Well, and here's the thing. You're not wrong, Lee Weaver. You're not wrong that a lot of mobile games are pay-to-win. That is a completely legitimate reason to avoid mobile games. You look at mobile games and say, mobile games do something that I don't like, I'm not going to engage. That's totally fine. But you just have to be careful. There's a difference between saying, I don't engage, and being like dismissive, like mobile gaming's non-existent. Do you see the difference? It would be like saying, yeah, I don't really care about, you know, the, the, the PGA Masters. I don't really care. It's non-existent. Nobody really watches. Nobody really cares. No. Tons of people care. I just don't. You know. Nobody really cares about the World Cup. What? what, Huh? What do you mean? Maybe you don't, but plenty of people do. I'm new here. I came for non-biased facts. Well, today we're talking... We talked about the Diablo 4 news, and we posed the question, Is Blizzard listening? We pose that question and we're going to be going to members here in six minutes. In six minutes, we're going to members and we need 13 more for the goal. I will owe you guys 10 members. So you're going to have to go quick because I'll have to do my 10 right at the buzzer if we're going to do it. And then we're going to hang out with members. We're going to debrief on the day. You know, it's an opportunity. You can use member streams like today to be a little bit of an AMA, you know, just kind of vibe, ask me anything. Just have more of like a personal time where we're like just chilling. So if you want to become a member Song of Souls, you can click the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat or the join button. It helps you be involved in everything that happens on this channel instead of just the public videos. So don't diss the World Cup. It's in America and I got my VW bus ready. Listen, I like what I'm trying to establish is mobile gaming and the World Cup are insanely popular just because you don't engage doesn't mean you can dismiss it. Does that make sense? That's 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 all I'm trying to say. I'm not saying mobile gaming is amazing. I'm not saying that mobile gaming is not rife with monetization problems and and pay to win problems. I'm I'm not saying that at all. Not a Diablo fan just supporting. Yeah, yeah. You know, turnout today was totally great, but obviously it's always going to be a little bit higher when we're doing something like having a console war discussion or talking about the 30 FPS, you know, Redfall thing. We're not always going to be at that fever pitch, but we had a perfectly fine day. You know, earlier on the stream, we had almost 600 people hanging out. You know, I'll take that. It's just, obviously, Diablo right now 
is better served by uploads. My uploaded video about the 41 members, that was better. There just wasn't, there wasn't many pressing game news stories. So this was the most pressing. I was like, okay, I think this is worth talking about. Like, is Blizzard really listening? It gave me an opportunity to kind of like respond to some of the criticism that I've had with people, you know, talking about my, you're going to need 41 characters video. So it gave us an opportunity to revisit some of that stuff. Alright, I'm going to do 5 because I owe you guys 5. I don't owe you 10. It doesn't <clears throat> It doesn't look like we're going to hit the stretch goal and that's totally fine. But I'm going to give you the 5 I owe you now so that I can get that in before they slip from the top of the chat. Because Valiance, um, Valiance Gifted Bomb and Lord Finesse Gifted Bomb, they'll drop off in a second and then I can't, then I can't piggyback. Last week's cycle was anomalous, but man, that was fun. Yeah, it was very fun. It was very fun. It led to an obvious, like, fever pitch of activity on the channel on Friday, which was really, really fun. But every week can't be like that. (laughs) Every week can't be like that. I admire the business acumen. Thank you. Um, SUVs are the way. Oh, you guys are all over the place. It boggles my mind that people would play a pay-to-win game. Well, but the reason you can even use the term pay-to-win is because it's a psychological thing, man. It would be like saying, I'm just surprised people buy scratch-offs. I'm just surprised people gamble. I'm just surprised people play the slots. I'm just surprised people... You know what I'm saying? There's plenty of things out there that you look at it and on the surface you're like, why would anybody do that with their money or their time? Whether it's buying scratch-offs or gambling or playing the slots or betting on horse races or dog races. You look at it and you think, my gosh, you're just throwing money away. You're throwing money away. Yo, the postman says, come on guys, we can do this. And he pushes us to 42. He gets us within 8. You have two minutes. You got two minutes. The postman's going to get us real close. Thank you very much for gifting five members. Nolan Saints, Duncan, Harry, Harry Simpson, Lifeform, and Ben Allen all get gifted members from the postman. That means you guys can come with us and debrief on the day, debrief on the weekend. Treat it as an AMA. If you're watching over on Kick, head over to YouTube, Reforge Gaming, and become a member. That way you can watch members-only content on there. That way you can do it. In fact, I'm actually going to end over there on kick. Head over to YouTube, all right? All right. DMZ's pay to win now with operator skins. You know how much money I've given Lona this month? Too much. Why? Because I can and I want to. It's the same with pay to win games. If you can and want to, go for it. I mean, that's not a bad response, Abe. It's not a bad response. I mean, it is kind of pay to win around here. It is kind of pay to win. If you want to see more content, You got to pay more money. (laughs) You know, it's pay to, it's, it's pay to, it's pay to win around here. You know, we'll get five more members. If we get eight more, that's pay to win. (laughs) You can win five members right now. If you were to gift eight, you know, well, somebody could just drop a 10 bomb, you know, and then you can, you can get more. You think I can use the attachments in 30 FPS. Oh, Spartan says we can do one. He does it. Gets us within seven. Thank you so much, Leet Spartan. He gives one to Nuisance. Get one, give one. That's right. Get one, give one, baby. 
Xbox patch for X Defiance going out right now? What's it addressing? That's pay-per-view almost. That's right. I'd argue the win is subjective. Shut up, Valiant. <laughs> Shut up. You guys are out of time. You guys are out of time. That's the buzzer. You're within seven. <laughs> Hang on. Let me get you the link for the stream. <laughs> oh! Rissick! Rissick is a madman! This man is a madman! Yo, Lawson just upgraded the member plus. You guys can do that with an existing membership. You can upgrade it for a dollar. And if you are on the member plus funnel, you won't get gifted members anymore. It's a great way to jump out of the gifted member pool. It makes room for other people. So right now, if a bunch of you want to upgrade, you can click on see perks and you can upgrade to member plus for a buck. It'll be a $6 a month membership, but it gets you out of the member pool. That's a big one. Thank you so much, Rissick, for dropping a 20 bomb. We can now go to members, and a bunch more of you can come with us. All right, I'm going to give you guys a link in the chat. I'm going to give you a link in the chat. I'm also going to do a redirect. If redirect typically doesn't work for you, then use this. If you can't find a member stream, you can always go to my channel and go to the community board. All right? Go to the community tab. Hey, thanks so much for checking out another member stream. This is going to be a bit of a, sort of an AMA, sort of a debrief. I know there was some like drama over the weekend. I'll, I'll give you like super brief thoughts on it. I, I don't know. I think it's kind of comical. I'm going to give my final five that I now owe you guys in the stream that we're shutting down. And there's a link in chat for you guys to use to join us. I'm also going to redirect you, right? I'm going to redirect you. So there's the five that I owe you because we hit over 50 members. And thank you guys so much for making that possible. And then there's a link for you to come over. I'm also going to end the stream and use redirect. So you should be able to come with us. Stone Spire Hall just became a new member and can come with us. Here comes the redirect. Ending that stream. Bam. And there it goes. The Diablo.